Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're joining us here for another edition of Dragon's Greed Gaming. I am your host, the Great Unclean One, and I welcome you to episode 65 of Gallows Geists, our Warhammer Fantasy 4th edition uh, actual play series. And uh, before we get started, as always, check us out on Facebook. Give us a like, a subscribe, and a follow. Follow us on Spreaker, where we host the podcast. Check us out on YouTube if you want to have that playing in the background. And be sure you leave us some reviews and help us grow the channel, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's a big help, and we really appreciate it. Uh, By the time you listen to this, it's going to be well past Thanksgiving, but it was just Thanksgiving last week, so hopefully everybody had a good and safe one with lots of delicious food. We're very thankful for all of our listeners here, and uh, I tell you what, fellas, exciting news. Uh, I got an email this week from one of the things that tracks our statistics, and we were up to almost 200 downloads in a single week this past week, 191 which last time I checked, we were averaging around 70. So what happened? In that's a good way. pretty epic. So thank you. I mean, you I listeners. did join the cast. <laughs> Hell true. yeah. It's true. It's the wood elves. We're here for the wood elves. Well, anyway, thank you listeners. Really appreciate that. Tell your friends, tell your kids, tell your wife, uh, and come listen, come hang out. And we got plenty more in store and plenty more in the future as well. Uh, But before we dive in, a little bit of sad news. Uh, Unfortunately, Tyler, a.k.a. LaVolpe, will not be joining us for probably the rest of this campaign. Uh, Tyler's schedule with work uh, and personal life is just getting really out of control, and he realizes he's not going to be able to participate or commit to a, a weekly thing here. And rather than continually interrupting our schedule and having us have to cancel and, and go on, um, he's decided to step back from the uh, 
from the game. So uh, very sad to see him go. Uh, Lavolpe will obviously still be here in NPC form, but uh, it is a little sad, especially considering he is one of the original characters here. But that is, uh, well, that's the risk that happens when a game goes this long. So let that be a lesson to you out there, fellow GMs. Uh, sometimes less is more. I've definitely learned that uh, this campaign. So... Uh, we may have another player join us. We'll see. I've got a couple people on the docket. We'll see what happens here. But alas, we will continue nonetheless uh, with our group here. And we're just going to keep trucking away. So without further ado, let's hear from those players. Our usual cast of characters and ne'er-do-wells. Tell us who you are, who you're playing, and what did you do for Thanksgiving? And let's be cheesy and tell us what you're thankful for. We'll start it off with Matt. I am Matt. I'm continuing to play as Father Buford Gothenburg, the warrior priest of Sigmar. Uh, this Thanksgiving, I actually had to have a, a double header Thanksgiving. So uh, on Thursday, I had uh, one of my mother's side extended family. And then the next day on Friday, I had a little mini Thanksgiving with my brother, uh, my brother's girlfriend and the, the girlfriend's parents. So I got to do back to back Thanksgiving. Uh, and what am I thankful for? Well, I'm thankful for being able to consistently play games with a group of people that I like playing games with. All right. I can get behind that. Excellent. How about the Redbeard? What are you up to? What up? It's your boy, Kyle. I play Egon, the pit fighter, your pit fighter, your pit champion. Uh, and let's see this thanksgiving for the second thanksgiving in a row i had a stomach issue uh but that was okay just kind of chilled out all day with my dad um and what i am thankful for thankful for you guys thankful for sunshine and beaches and water that's a good list i'll take that that's what i'm looking at right now must be hey, nice. We all need that water. Not the sunshine part. It's it's pitch black outside. <laughs> uh, and way down in Texas, Eric, tell us what's going on. How you doing? Uh, I play Athenara, the Ghost Strider Wood Elf, because I play a human in real life, so it's be a little bit different. It's true. Um. So for Thanksgiving, um, after the military spent many years away from home so we basically just spend time as a family um, just the my wife and three kids now uh, every year I grill a turkey on a charcoal grill so Ooh, kept, kept that up nice. yeah it sounds um, good so it's just the, just the small five of us most years um, and I would say that this year I'm thankful that I kind of have a gaming group again. It's been too long since I've been able to do something like this, so I'm, I'm thankful that you guys have uh, welcomed me here. Uh, well, we're, we're happy to have you, man. How how long has it been since you've had a group? Uh, I want to say the last role-playing group I played is in one of JJ's. I think we played mutants and masterminds or maybe the maybe his star wars campaign so 10 years in the military probably 10 or 12 years 
the time we last played an RPG. Holy fuck! Yeah, that is a that is a trek. Damn. Well, we're we're happy to be your your re-entry into the uh, the gaming stratosphere. Good stuff. Thank you. We'll definitely have to have JJ on here sometime too. Well, uh, cool. Uh, well, listeners, as you know, I am your host, the Great Unclean One, and I play everyone except those three characters. Although sometimes I even have to play them too. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, and let's see, what did I do? Well, uh, most of our family, mine and my wife's are out of state. Uh, her parents are in Michigan, mine are in Florida, and my last remaining grandparent is up in upper Michigan. So, uh, the only other family I really have is an aunt and uncle who live, uh, around in Chicago. And we've got another aunt and uncle on my dad's side that live in, I think it's Tennessee or Kentucky. They just recently moved. So there's really no one here, uh, which is, is fine by me. I prefer a chill day. I'd rather have a day off and get to do stuff that I want to do rather than uh, hang out uh, and have to go visit with people. So that being said, we just hung out. I grilled some burgers on the grill and we watched some shitty movies, caught up on shows, did a little painting, and did a little gaming. That was really it. So, uh, and I am thankful to have such a great group of players that have been consistently here. And I've been very thankful to see the podcast continue to grow this way. And a big shout out to all of our raving fans out there. Uh, if I had my list in front of me, you know who you are. Love you guys all. Thank you so much. And let's dive in to see what we've got for tonight. So, alas, we left. The Geists had been in the capital city of Averland, known as Averheim, as they were uh, getting a chance to finally meet the claimants to the throne of Averland. The two men that are basically vying for the throne to become the new Elector Count. Uh, the son of the previous Elector Count, a man by the name of Rufus Lightdorf, is one of those two. A foppish, overweight, out-of-shape, uh, typical noble child with a drop-dead gorgeous wife uh, who seems to be all the spoiled brat. And his opponent, Heinz Mark Groslick, a, as you understand, relatively unknown minor noble who seems to be very popular with the masses and the common people and seems to be the exact opposite of Rufus, a dashing figure, a well-muscled uh, and in-shape man who definitely knows his way around the battlefield and around a sword. He had a chance to meet Rufus and his wife in the Averberg, that's the capital in Aver, or the, the castle in Averheim, and uh, he did his typical noble poutiness, which Lord Schwartzhelm shut down very fast, uh, and basically learned that he seems to be much of a spoiled brat. He seems to think everybody should be kissing his boots, and that uh, he's the obvious choice to become the next Elector Count. Um, and then you guys had a chance to meet Groslick, and you went out on a hunting expedition with him and one of his right hands, a man by the name of Frenic Alptrom, who you have learned is the head of the Alptrom family, rivals to the Lightdwarfs and previous rulers of Averheim, who seem to have thrown in their support with Groslick. And Groslick seemed much more agreeable 
and didn't uh, didn't seem to expect anything from you guys. He simply wants to try to uh, prove himself and win this contest by his merit. And he did, however, give all of you, in particular Schwartzhelm, a warning to beware of Natasha, saying that she's the one that pulls the strings to Rufus's campaign and that she is to be watched out for. Um, that being said, you guys went on your hunting expedition. Uh, Athenara totally botching it and coming up empty-handed. Uh, but then you guys went back to the uh, the castle, had some dinner uh, with Schwartzhelm and his group. And later that night, you were approached by one of his inner circle, uh, Kraus, uh, who said that he had learned of letters being sent between Everheim and Altdorf. And uh, Versthollen, uh, Schwartzhelm's kind of right-hand spymaster, has tasked you guys with finding out more about these letters, who's sending them, what they contain, see if you can get any, uh, any of them in your hands. And he suggested speaking with the postmaster here in the Everberg, a halfling by the name of Cayman Hayfoot. Uh, meanwhile, the army that Schwartzhelm had brought with him to go deal with the orc incursion in the south was led away from the capital to go find the Greenskin Menace, led by one of Schwartzhelm's men, Grunwald, and a up-and-coming halberdier captain by the name of Marcus Block. And we saw through some of our other story that they had encountered the orcs and were beginning to uh, defend as the orcs were attacking from all sides and really starting to hammer their defenses. And that is where we left off. Any questions about any of that, gentlemen? I think I'm good. Well, with that in mind, we're going to jump straight back in here with uh, got some new music and we're going to dive back to see what's going on with Grunwald and Block. Dawn had broken. Grunwald looked around in desperation. Orcs were everywhere. In the distance, he could see a fresh mob mixed in composition and running steadily making its way to his position. How had they coordinated so well? This was getting difficult, very difficult. The Greenskins had attacked all through the night, throwing themselves the increasingly exhausted defenders with the fearless abandon typical of their race. Until the dawn, he hadn't been able to tell whether the waves of attackers were different tribes or whether the same bands had been charging the rise again and again. With the rising of the sun, the truth became apparent. This was no isolated collection of warriors. It was a major incursion, and fresh reinforcements were arriving all the time. His forces on the ridge were already outnumbered. They would soon be heavily outnumbered. He looked west, as if some help might come from that direction. There was nothing, just the endless rolling fields, empty of anything but the beating sunlight. Block came to his side. His armor was dented in several places. For a moment, Grunwald recalled Ackerman. He'd looked similar back on the ridge. Everything was horribly similar. They're preparing to charge again, Block said grimly. What are your orders? We have no choice, Grunwald replied. We're too far out. We'll hold them here. 
Block look exasperated. If we stay, we'll soon be outnumbered two to one. Grunwald noticed he'd stop using Sir automatically. What do you suggest, Air Block? That we withdraw across the fields? They're not going to let us walk out of here. Then we'll fight our way back to high deck, Block spat. The men need some direction. Keep us here and we'll all die on this hill. The man's voice was raised. Troops nearby started to look around. There was a murmur of assent from the ranks further down the slope. We have the high ground, insisted Grunwald, keeping his voice low. I'll not see my men cut to pieces as they try to run for safety. I have my orders. Damn the orders! Block was now red-faced and angry. We've been drawn out here by cock and bull stories. Even you can see that this has been planned. Grunwald hesitated. What do you mean? Have you seen the weapons those orcs are using? Have we heard a thing from Everhein since we set off? We should have stayed at high deck. We're useless this far out. The man was beginning to ramble. It was probably the lack of sleep, or the heat, it was getting to them all. Even Grunwald could feel it begin to affect his judgment. Keep your voice down, he growled. I'll not give you orders twice. We'll hold the ridge. My instructions were to meet the incursion head on. I won't run back the first sign of trouble. Block gave a bitter laugh. So that's it, he said, shaking his head. You're trying to make up for Turgut's. Schwartzhelm's ordered you to hold the ridge, and you're damn going to hold it. Even if it kills us all. Enough! Back to the front, Lieutenant. I'll not tell you again. Block was still smiling, but there was no humor in his face. He looked as bitter as Wormwood. Yes, sir, he said sardonically. I'll do my duty, but don't come running to me this time when you need bailing out. Grunwald's hand leapt to his sword. That was too much. But then fresh shrieks of alarm rose from the lower slopes of the hill. The orcs were back in the assault. With a final backward glance of despair, Block ran to his position amongst the halberdiers. He didn't say another word. Grunwald called his personal guard to his side, drawing his sword as he did. Watch for the breach, he said, trying to push the dispute to the back of his mind. On my mark, we'll enter the melee. The artillery spat out again, spitting shot high over the ranks of defenders and into the advancing orcs. It did little to halt the tide. On every side, greenskins surged towards the defensive lines. Grunwald watched them as they came, looking for weak points to exploit. The orcs were unusually tightly formed. He had a sick feeling in his stomach. There were so many. They looked well-armed indeed. Perhaps Block was right. He grasped the grip of his broadsword with both hands. There was no time to reconsider now. Battle had come again. Meanwhile, back in Averheim, you guys have awoken after your delicious dinner of the deer that was caught the previous day during your hunting expedition with Groslick and your uh, fresh your fresh task of trying to find out more about these letters that were being sent to and from Altdorf. Uh, what do you all do? Well, we were sent to find what this Camian Hafer. I'm saying that correctly. Eamon Hayfoot. Eamon Hayfoot. Sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in uh, Foundry chat here. Okay. Yeah, that probably help. Oh, wait, that's private. Whoops. Sorry. So what are you guys going to do? And 
this Cayman Hayfoot. She is the basically the head of the mail, essentially. Yeah, he's the postmaster. So postmaster. He's, okay. He's in charge of uh, organizing any mail that comes to and from the Everberg and making sure it gets to the various people that it's uh, meant to, or making sure it gets sent out. I'll track this guy down. I assume there's a central for the post? There is. Uh, Athenara and Egon, do you go with him? Yes. Egon's uh, right behind him. Alright. Okay. Well, the Volpe will accompany you guys as well. So, you find this halfling. He has long blondish hair, piercing blue eyes, and um, somewhat long blonde mutton chops. Fairly well-dressed, uh, definitely of a bit more noble attire, or at least, you know, the uh, uh, someone who works in the presence of nobles. Got a, a very nice blue overcoat and a pair of green striped trousers, and like most halflings, is barefoot. Uh, when you guys first get to his little office, kind of the, the post office here that's in the, the Averberg, um, you don't actually see him because he doesn't really, you know, he can't see over the, uh, the counter. But uh, eventually you get his attention and he hops up on some sort of stool or a stand and then he's, you're able to actually see him uh, and he greets you guys and asks what he can do for you. Hey, Foots. I am uh, Father Buford Gothenburg of the Church of Sigmar. And I've uh, come to my attention there are some letters that we are here to acquire. I was hoping you'd provide some assistance with that. Kind of raises an eyebrow and he says, uh, I would be happy to help. What, what exactly are you looking for? There were some letters that were sent from the capital. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I, I, out again, who do we know who they were sent to specifically or no? No, um, there's very little information that Kraus gave you. The only thing he said is that letters and messages have been sent to and from Altdorf. Did you recently receive a shipment of letters from the capital? There, there's some particular note that uh, we need to investigate. Well, we get plenty of mail here in the Everberg. Uh, much of it, obviously, from Altdorf, and this being the capital of the province. Uh, it's not uncommon. Is there something particular that you're trying to find? I need a little more information than just letters from the capital. Well, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of specifics here, but I was hoping you'd allow us to view the, the recent incoming mail from the capital. So we just do a quick review, because there are, there are some questionable letters, and it's, uh, it's part of our requirement here in order to investigate some potential ill, Ill doings. I'm just hoping you'd be cooperative in that effort. Ill doings? Um, well, uh, I, I guess I don't see any harm in it. Um, uh, and he's like, let, let me get my, uh, my books. And he hops off the stool. You hear him going back and he's shuffling around. And then he, he comes back up front and he puts this massive tome on the countertop. And then he hops up back on the stool and he puts on like some little reading, you know, spectacles and he starts to go through it. And I mean, this book is like, it's like half the size of him. It's comical when he when he tries to like turn these pages because it's so huge. 
Uh, but he starts going through it and, and reading, and, you know, you can tell it's basically like a bo- uh, some sort of record book. And it looks like he's more or less got a list of, like, different uh, shipments of when letters went out and in and things like that. And he says, well, uh, you're in luck. Luckily, I, I keep fairly good notes and records about these sorts of things. And uh, he then kind of turns it. Can you read, Bruford? Can. Okay. So he, he turns it, you know, sideways, like 90 degrees, so that you guys are both kind of looking at it from the same angle. And he starts kind of running his finger down the page and showing you. He's like, well, you can see, you know, here, here, here. And he starts going through all these days where it looks like something, you know, was sent. Um, and, yeah, when you start to look through it, you're like, okay, he's not kidding. There's there's a lot that goes, you know, back and forth. He says, you know, I don't, I don't have... Um, uh, necessarily specifics uh, about, um, you know, what was in each of these. You know, keep in mind, a lot of these are groups of messages. You know, there's plenty of people here that have contacts uh, in the capital or wherever they're being sent, for example. So uh, this mostly just shows if the delivery was sent out or received. Um, you notice there's a couple that do have names, and he's, you know, when you ask him about that, he says, you know, some of these... Uh, or if it's just one individual message or letter, uh, things like that. And uh, go ahead and give me an intuition test, uh, Bruford, or anybody who can read that's looking at this. That's intuition. Let's see how we start the night off. Um, I'll use a fortune point to boost that by 10%. So I pass by one. Okay. So no reading over here. <laughs> So you you eventually, as you're kind of looking through this, Bruford, you realize that you do notice a name that seems to appear more frequently than the others. And it's, it's well, it's initials. It says FM. FM initials. Okay. Yep. Um, I will ask Cayman about, uh, about this FM. Uh, if, uh, you have, if I could attach see any of the letters that were sent by this FM individual if you'd be willing to share that information he says well I don't I don't have any copies of anything that was sent out I mean we don't make copies of anything like that but um, I can tell you that this would probably be Phineas Markham uh, he's one of the scribes here in the Aberberg Phineas Markham do you know where I could find this Phineas um, well, you know, he's normally here, uh, or in one of the, the many libraries, um, here in the, in the Averberg. Oh, well, that's quite helpful, actually. You know, he'll give you, like, a description of him. He tells you he's an older, older human. Kind of got salt, excuse me, salt and pepper hair, clean shaven. Okay. Um, anything else you can tell us about this scribe? Have you met, have any uh, interaction with him before? You, you seem to know him by name. Well, I, I mean, I deal with a lot of the scribes just because of my position here. I, I mean, I don't really know him personally outside of work, but uh, you know, the being being the capital here, we have a lot of paperwork to do, and he's one of the many that helps, you know, transcribing notes, and I'm sure he's going to be heavily involved with the uh, the. The, the trial, so to speak, that Lord Schwartzhelm will be conducting here. You know, uh, 
taking transcripts uh, of depositions and things like that, checking in evidence, uh, things of that nature, you know, bookkeeping. Not not the, exactly the most exciting thing, but someone has to do it, I suppose. And these letters, they say who they're... They're sent to Phineas, right? Uh, do these letters say who they're sent from? So some of the entries, it's like him initialing, like, I sent this out or I received this package, quote-unquote, or I received this bout of mail. So it doesn't specifically say, uh, it just says, like, Altdorf or, you know, a, a town. It doesn't say, like, an address or anything like that. Um, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, for example, and he shows you there's, like, this basket he's got behind him, and you, you look, and there's probably, like, 20 or 30 letters in it. He's like, this alone is going out today, and if I had to write every single address, I'd have three books the size of this just to keep track of everything. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'll put down that this is going out, you know, to, to whatever, you know, he mentions whatever town it's going out to, but uh, I don't I don't worry about the specifics that are in there. Okay. It's, honestly, it's mostly for the treasury bookkeeping. You know, they want to know, uh, you know, how it is with... Uh, some of these uh, bureaucrats, they want to know every every shilling and copper that goes in and out of, of here. Of course, of course. No nobles will always be nobles, and their number one concern is their coin. <laughs> he, he laughs at that. Well, uh, Cayman, you've been very helpful already. Uh, I believe we will uh, give us the leads that we need to keep investigating this. Um, I'll look back at everyone else. Do you guys have any questions or concerns? Nope. Athenar or Egon? E Egon gives a gruff no. Yeah. I still seem uninterested. I'm kind of. Well, if uh, if there's anything else you need, Father, uh, don't don't hesitate to ask. Uh, um, friend of Lord Schwartzhelm's are are friends of mine. Well, thank you for your assistance, and I'll uh, I'll give him a, a silver shilling. That's thanks. Thank he seems totally shocked by that. Uh, and he's like, oh, goodness, Father, I, I thank you. Uh, much appreciated. Well, I feel that good help should be rewarded. And you are have been you've been good help. Uh, he uh, he gives you a smile and he seems genuinely thankful. Hey. And with that, uh, I make my like for my leave. OK. Uh, oh, well, as I leave, I, I give him a, a twin-tailed comment and say, Sigmar protects. Uh, he, he gives you a respectful nod. You're guessing being a halfling, he probably doesn't necessarily worship Sigmar. I don't uh, care what he worships. But he he uh, he does kind of return, you know, and he gives you a, a, a thankful nod. All right. Meanwhile, back in the southwest... We return to what's going on with this battle and got um, kind of show you guys a little bit how things have changed for the uh, the Empire forces here. Block roared his defiance. The men around him did the same. They were brave lads. They hadn't given up, but the situation was getting hopeless. Hundreds of men now lay trampled into the turf. All around the beleaguered army swarmed a maelstrom of green-skinned fury. 
The artillery rounds had given out, the last of their shots spent in a futile effort to stem the rising tide. Two nights of fighting stranded on the ridge and no let up in sight. The rotations had become unbearable. Sleep had been nigh impossible amid the constant series of assaults and counter-assault. The second dawn, hot and humid, brought no comfort. Grunwald's army, sent so proudly from Altdorf, was facing ruin. The orcs came at them again. They scented victory. Hold your positions, bellowed Block, through his vo- though his voice was beginning to crack. His halberd felt heavy and blunt. Pick your targets! His men were now using whatever weapons they could find. Some still had their halberds, others swords, others even hunting knives. The defenses held, but they were being run ragged. Block had ordered a withdrawal further up the slope just to avoid fighting knee-deep in their own dead. As the beating sun rose higher up into the sky, the pungent smell of corpses began to strengthen. That only seemed to spur the Greenskins on. Their attacks were coordinated, but they were also feral. They'd lost none of their energy for the fight, despite the casualties they'd taken. As the balance of numbers had shifted, they started picking off men in gangs. Block had seen single troopers borne down by three or more greenskins. Their bodies trampled into the mud until they were little more than slicks of blood. He focused on the charging orc lines. That wouldn't be his fate. He lowered his halberd, gritted his teeth, and braced for impact. The orcs thundered into the human ranks again. There were too many gaps in the line of steel, and some broke through. Swordsmen immediately raced to engage them. The combat was close, murderous, and heavy. There was barely room to swing a blade, let alone wield a halberd properly. This kind of intense melee suited the greenskins better. The defenders were being butchered. Block traded vicious blows with his target, a brutal-looking orc warrior with three tusks protruding from its maw. It was far heavier than he was and carried a crude warhammer in both hands. As the hammer came down, Block's broken halberd shaft shivered. The warrior advanced, swinging the weapon wildly. If it connected just once, the game was over. Block swayed out of reach, thrusting back with his halberd when he could. He was driven back. The men at his shoulder were pushed up the hill alongside him. They couldn't hold the charge. He heard the spearmen beside him go down rather than saw it. A spray of hot blood splattered down his cheek. For a moment, the man's scream drowned out the rest of the battle clamor. Then he was gone. Another defender took his place in the line. They were being thinned out. The prospect of defeat maddened him. Block charged forward, no longer worried about becoming exposed. Something needed to be done to break the momentum. His blade moved with speed, flashing in the sun. The Warhammer wielder was too slow. Block sliced through his defenses, carving the green chest open and throwing up gouts of blood. He could sense his men following his lead. He wasn't alone. In every direction, humans pushed back against the orc assault. Cries of pain told him they were being cut down. The defenders didn't have the numbers to back an assault up. The orcs were stronger, fresher, and better armed. A strange guttural sound rose up into the air. They were laughing. Sigmar! yelled Block, trying to conjure something, anything up. He rolled his blade around, cutting down any orcs who strayed into his path. With hopelessness came savagery. Then, from the summit of the hill, a lone trumpet rang out. 
Grunwald had ordered the retreat at last. Block stood his ground. He could hear the clatter of arms as men on the far side of the ridge broke through the thinnest point in the orc ranks and attempted to break the ring of iron around them. They should have done it hours ago. Even now, they risked being cut down as they fled. Hold your positions, you swine, roared Block, wielding the halberd with renewed vigor. Give them time to get away. We leave last. His words were wasted on some, those who had already turned tail. He w his was a diminished company that fought its way steadily back up the hill. They gave ground a yard at a time, never breaking, never losing shape. Block fought with a steady, controlled anger. He was damned if he could see a way out of this, but wasn't going to run yet. Then around him, fresh troops arrived. Grunwald's personal guard thrown into the melee to shield the retreating men behind. The commander was at the forefront, slicing through orc ranks with his broadsword. The strokes were expert, deadly. Block had never witnessed that side of him. The man knew how to wield a sword. He fought his way to Grunwald's side. How many can we get away, he shouted. Feeling an orc warrior with a felling an orc warrior with a savage stab from the halberd, even as he came alongside the commander. What are you still doing here? grunted Grunwald, grappling with a huge red-eyed monster. It took three of them to drop the orc. Behind its toppled corpse, more green-skinned warriors rushed forward. Flee! Grunwald snapped at Block, his eyes wild with desperation. The men need leading! For a moment, Block didn't understand. Are you not? Grunwald turned to face him for a brief instant. His face was grim. The man had been in heavy fighting, and his leg had been hastily bandaged. He wouldn't get far. I'll hold them here as long as I can. Rally the men. Head for high deck. That's an order, Air Block. The orcs charged again. Grunwald raised his sword. For Sigma! He roared, and his men echoed the battle cry. They were hopelessly outnumbered. Block looked around, struck by indecision. All those who could were running, sprinting down the far side of the rise. They were strung out, no formation at all. They'd be picked off like flies. He looked back over to Grunwald. Every fiber of his being wanted to stay. He'd never walked away from a fight in his entire life, not when he could look his opponent in the eye. He was caught in an agony of indecision. That was dangerous. He was still in the middle of the fighting. A greenskin lumbered up to him, maybe seeing the torment in his eyes. Snapping back into focus, Block ran at it, swinging the halberd into the warrior's flank with all strength he could muster. The blade bit, lodging into the green flesh. He ducked under the counterstroke and punched the orc square between the eyes. Once, twice, three times, each with an armored gauntlet, quick and brutal. The orc slumped to the earth, its face a mess of broken bones. Block pulled a knife from his belt and finished the job. He looked up. There were orcs everywhere. The shape of the battle had dissolved. Whole companies of men were streaming down the far side of the hill. A few yards away, the last knot of resistance on the ridge still held out. Grunwald's men were tough, but it couldn't last forever. An orc warrior got through, but Grunwald met the charging creature, parried two blows, but his back was unprotected. A fresh warrior leapt up to take advantage. Commander! shouted Block, powerless to prevent it. The orc blade plunged deep. Somehow, Grunwald managed to finish his opponent off, but the blood was already beginning to gush. He fell to the ground, still grappling with the second warrior. Then his body passed from view, hidden by the press of men and orcs around. 
he was gone. For the moment, the orcs were still consumed with the need to bring down Grunwald's defensive formation. They were drawn to it like wasps to a honeypot. Block hesitated, aware of the danger, unwilling to leave. It was hopeless. The field was lost, and his duty was to the men that remained. Sigmar, forgive me, he spat, and turned tail and headed down the hill, tearing after the fleeing column of men ahead. There were orcs swarming everywhere, and their attention was rapidly turning to the retreating human forces. Block felt sick. He'd left behind the chance of an honorable death, but he might still meet a dishonorable one. The only thing that could make up for that was if he could rally the fragments of Grunwald's command and get them away. He gripped the broken halberd tightly, looking for fresh targets. There'd be plenty more killing before the day was done. And we return yet again back to Averheim in the Averberg. What do you gentlemen do next? Uh, probably head to the library, right? Track down that scribe. Okay. Um, why don't you guys each give me a gossip test, uh, at plus 20 as you begin to look around and try to find this guy. I mean, it is a big castle and there are several libraries to, uh, to find. Yeah, they don't want to talk to an elf. Uh, No, negative four, but Gothenburg and Egon, plus four. Gothenburg passes by six in astounding success. Right, so you ask around, and eventually uh, you're pointed to a, um, you know, to a direction. And one of, one of these other scribes tells you, "Oh, you know, uh, Phineas was just here. Uh, I think he went back up to his quarters, and you know, he tells you like how to get up there where you can find him." Uh, I'll go up to his quarters and give him a knock. Okay, so you guys get up there and you knock at the door and there is no answer. By the handle. How heavy duty is the door? It's locked. How heavy duty is it? That's a stout wooden door. Uh, I'll look over at Athanar. Do you or your people have ways of getting through these, you know, subtly? Not not unless he's got an outside entrance I can climb into. I like I like that you added subtly to that question. <laughs> hey, you never know. Is, it, is there an like an outside window? What floor are we on? Uh, you guys are are up somewhere. You guys don't really know the layout of the castle yet. You're assuming he probably has a window, but you would have no idea how to get out there. Well, say, um, I still have that steward's key from. Uh... <laughs> Can I try the the steward's key? From where? Uh, from uh, the Von Brunner Palace. <laughs> yeah, if you kept it, I guess you could try it. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Oh, okay. Nice try, but no. <laughs> uh, can I? Well, uh, I kind of look over to the father and I say, uh. Shall we try a maybe more dramatic approach? Rufford? Um Are you, are you muted? I, I'm here. Um I'm I'm going to let Athanara see if they can um 
do something about this. I'm not about to go bust it into a library here. <laughs> okay. Egon looks disappointed and nods. So. Would you all please give me a perception test? Uh, yeah. You roll that. Ooh, 99. Plus two. <laughs> nice. 69. Negative four. Wow. Perception 20. Ew. Ew. Uh, Athenara. You definitely can hear that there is someone on the other side of that door in that room, and they're making a bit of noise. One someone, from what I can tell? Yeah, it sounds like it's probably only one person. Oh, so there is someone in the room. Half an hour here, somebody, yeah. It's my elf ears. Uh... <laughs> Matt, don't you have... How many fortune points do you have? I thought you had five. Or do you have four? Um, uh, I, have, I have four fate. Uh, I think you're oh. thinking of the uh, the, uh, the other character. The oh, other okay. Character. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, okay. okay, carry on. Um, uh, do you hear, hear something, Athenara? I seems your ears peeked up. There's definitely somebody in the room. I can hear them moving about. Egan starts to smile. What they're doing, I cannot tell. Um, I will knock on the door this time a little bit more aggressively. Um, this is Father Buford with the Church of Sigmar. Open the door. There's no answer, uh, but all of you now can definitely hear movement in the room. It seems to pick up pace a little bit. Um, I'll say, uh, Athenara, can you... Uh, uh, what, what floor of this uh, library are we on? Well, you guys have gone up to this guy's personal quarters. So How many flights of shit there's have we gone up? Do we know? Uh, I guess, are we on the ground floor? No, you're not on the ground floor. Um, you're, you're guessing probably second or third floor. Athenara, can you make your way up to the window on the outside? Is that a thing you can do? Yeah. Seems that this person might be panicking. Don't let them get away. Let's take out the window. I I can at least guard the window while you guys knock down the door. Well, keep in mind, the issue is that you're not sure if this guy even has a window. And you're not sure where that window might be in conjunction with the, the outside of the castle. What kind of weapons? We're in a library, have? right? Not not a castle. You're in you're in the Everberg, which is the palace of the city. So you're in a massive castle right now. I would say we we hear somebody in there. They're not answering the door. We can break. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, that's. I agree. <laughs> I say that one more time, Athenar. Uh, we can hear somebody in there. I I. They're not answering. I say we knock down the door. It does seem very suspicious to not answer. This and then to pick up the pace. For. They're not. They're no longer hiding their movements. And if there's another way out, we need to get there now. I'll say one last time. Phineas, open this door before we open it for you. 
Still no response. Audible noise. Stuff being what? moved around and shuffled. What weapons uh, do you guys have? At that, I will step away from the door and gesture towards Egon. Okay. I'm gonna... Egon, give me a... I assume you're gonna try to kick the door down? Uh... Would that be athletics? Um... Or melee brawling? No, it's not brawling. Hold on. Here. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh. Little kitty cat. My cat was laying up here on my desk for a while. Are you, yeah, are you hearing my cat? I'll help him. Yeah, I can, I can hear him. Oh. <laughs> that should be muted. Me... Uh, no, this will be a straight-up strength test. Is there a way to help him, like, us both to kick at the same time? You can assist, which will give him plus ten. Alright, oh. let's do that. <laughs> Just trying to picture what that would look like. Hey, you're both <laughs> kicking the door at the same time. <clears throat> He's um, an elf. He's tall and thinny, and skinny, so... Sorry, is it, is it ten in the modifier? Yes. Okay. Let's give it this go. go. Oh, shit. Oh. 99. Would you like to reroll that? Yeah, I'm going to use my only fortune point. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of critical criticals already. Don't break Fuck. your leg trying to do this. <laughs> oh, God. Shit. 90, negative 4. Okay, so you kick the door, and it's way sturdier than you're expecting. Um, you feel like you'll probably be able to kick it down, but, man, that first one, you kind of jar your leg a little bit. Uh, so yeah, Egon, Egon hits it, obviously biffs it, um, and in true fashion, uh, kind of limps away, but tries to act all cool about it. Okay. Obviously in pain. All right. Okay, Egon. All right, it's all right, it's all right, it's, all right. it's okay. It's all right. Go on, <clears throat> put, put, your, put your leg into it. I'll, I'll kind of shoot Egon a bit of like a... Uh, like a really type look, and I'll um, I'll do a quick prayer to Sigmar, and I'll see if I can get a blessing off here. Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Praying to God. Oh come on! Oh, oh come on! Well, he's like, no, no. <laughs> I guess Sigmar probably wouldn't approve of. Yeah, I think he would, but he's more like, you need my help for this, really? Come on, it's a door. <laughs> like, you, you can handle this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, he almost heard you, but he's like, nah, no. Nah. Maybe, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, so be it. I like that it just says description. Prayer refused. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> straight, up, straight up nah. <laughs> God well, then we'll just no. try to do this the old-fashioned way and uh, give the old shoulder check here. Okay. Oh, boy. Wow, this is this is some door. Well, uh, let's, let's use one of those re-rolls. Okay, you can... I was oh. going to say, you can you can take plus 10 because I assume Ethanar is going to keep assisting you here, so... Um, you, you... Oh, so with a, with a plus 10, then yeah, that, that would be a pass by one. Uh, uh, is it? No, it'd be no. a 55. It'd be minus zero. But at this point, oh, yeah. you, you guys you guys smash into it a third time, and it eventually it's like it's coming apart. So you give it one more uh, heave, and you smash through the door. Hold and... on, let me see if I can do this. <laughs> Ethan, are you give it a shot too? 
Let's see if the elf gets it. Oh, oh no. Oh, I grew his so enemies doors. Yeah, you got to train on that. But uh, yeah, so it takes quite a few heaves and hoes and shoulder rams. But eventually you guys basically take turns uh, as you damage your shoulders and, and heels. Uh, but eventually you get this door kicked down. And as you do, you find yourself in a small, modest personal quarters uh, of this guy. There's, you know, a, a bed in the corner, and there is a small window on the far side of the room. And it looks like he's got, like, a little bookcase and a desk. And you see that he is, um, there's a man standing behind the desk, and he looks like he has a bunch of papers crumpled up uh, that he has lit on fire. Um, and this guy, I think I have a picture of this guy. Let me see. Uh, I do actually. Let me add him to your journal here. Uh, so Phineas Markham, as I said, he's an older looking gentleman and uh, he's wearing typical robes of a scribe. Bless you. If that was a sneeze, I can't tell. Um, and yeah, he looks panicked. He looks up when he sees you guys break down the door and, uh, he, uh, grabs something from the desk. Okay, I'm definitely gonna draw my bow and and like point it at him, tell him to drop it. He looks at the three of you, and he then takes whatever he had in his hand, and it looks like he drinks something uh, from a little vial. Can, can I shoot the vial before he drinks it? Ooh. You I like can that. try. I like that. Uh, but this is going to be so it's aim shot or a called shot, which is minus twenty, and this is a very very tiny item. And you mean you're obviously expecting him to do something, I would say, because you drew your bow, but you're not exactly sure what. So I'm going to say this is going to be negative forty. No, <sighs> close. You shoot the arrow but it goes just past his hand and clangs into the wall and he gives you guys this sardonic smile after he drinks the stuff and he collapses to the floor twitching and foaming at the mouth like within seconds so he trying to put out the fire it's easy enough to do it's not like it's an uncontrolled blaze or anything like that but you can see that he was definitely burning letters and parchment of some sort. Jeez. This guy just no hesitation off himself. Committed. Um, he, he was ready to give up well, for whatever's in these letters. Try to recover any sort of uh, letters that may have been there. If there's any, only partial pages or anything like that, just try to recover what, what can be recovered from that pile. All right. You start digging through these, and the only thing that you find, Bruford, there's like a, a corner of a paper that uh, did not get singed. Looks like he started on the opposite corner of this particular page. And the only thing you're able to read is the name Schwartzhelm. I'm going to search the room for anything that may be like any other names or Okay. Uh, you can give me, give me a perception test. Um, has he stopped moving by now? Yeah, by the time you get over there, he's pretty much gone. Okay, can I check his person? 
Yeah, give me a perception test. Okay. <laughs> Damn. All right. So you guys start to do a, a search of this room. Uh, Bruford, you're going through the, the pile of, you know, the burnt letters and the ashes. You find that corner of that page. Athenar, you start to take a look around the room. Um, can your character read? No. Okay, so you don't have any idea what any of the books on the, the bookshelf are, what they may mean. Um, I mean, they look like typical books you've seen before, but nothing strike jumps out at you. You know, you probably comb through the room a little bit. Um, you know, in his desk, you do find just typical stuff. You know, there's like a, a wax seal, you know, some candles, uh, some quills and ink and parchment to write with. Um, you do find a, a small pouch that has some coins in it. Uh, other than that, though, it looks like just like his personal belongings, nothing really out of the ordinary. Egon, you're looking him over. Um, you don't really find anything out of the ordinary. I mean, the guy is, for a scribe, I wouldn't say he's like nicely dressed, but he's well put together. You know, his hair is is combed and slicked back. Um, he's got mm -hmm. a, a rather, not elaborate, but a nice looking like necklace that he has on. And he's got... Um, kind of an old old ring which you guess might have been nice at one point but maybe it's just hasn't been shined or anything like that uh, and his clothes are nice you know they're not the highest quality but they're definitely nicer than the common person but other than that that's all that you really find on him gotcha okay how does his quarters look for like what we would think a scribe would be they're pretty yeah. modest. They're pretty modest. Yeah, there's nothing too fancy in here. It's it's sparsely furnished. You know, the the desk is simple. It's not like the big ass desk that Swartzhelm's been sitting at or anything like that. You know, it's got like a drawer or two, um, and it's right by the uh, the window so he can have the light, especially when it's daytime. You know, there's like a candle or two on there. You know, for him to to burn at night. And there's a small bed. You know, just a one person bed. Uh, there's a little like nightstand next to it with a wash basin um you know maybe there's like a chest at the foot of the bed that has like his clothes maybe a wardrobe but yeah it's it's really simple and you don't find anything uh out of the ordinary um after going through the partially burned documents i'd start searching the room for any other documents or papers that might be in here and just okay. get, well, you, get the, the room a thorough search. Since you have not yet, you may give me a perception test as well. Bait roll? Yep. Ooh, 3%. Wait, why am I going against a 20? Why do I have minus 20 in my roll? You have minus 20 put in your your chat log, or your when the box comes up? I have a negative 20 modifier. Why do I have negative 20 modifier? Where do you see the modifier? I just, I'd go to the roll, it says modifier negative 20. Yeah, mine's um, at negative 10, like all of a sudden, like, just randomly as well. Do you have any, you have any conditions there. going on? No. No, that's the first thing I checked. That should be rolling against a 40, not a 20. Uh, it says you're encumbered right now, Matt. What? How did I get encumbered? I wasn't I encumbered know. before. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. 10. Something got screwed up there. Oh, you know what? I bet it's the... Hold on. Let me check something here. Encumbrance is... 
I bet it's, well, I bet it's the saddle and harness. I bet that's counting towards your encumbrance. Well, that should, that should be on the horse. There we go. Okay, let's do that. And there's an encumbrance of two. You're still over encumbered by two. And this then should be in the pouch. <laughs> let's do a little rearranging here of the inventory. <laughs> I don't know if that's why I gave you, because perception doesn't... Wait, what have a hand weapon? Where'd this come from? I think you start with a hand weapon uh, at level one of Warrior Priest. Maybe that's why. I don't know if you're accounted for the hand weapon. I really have no interest in the hand weapon. The hand weapon should have been stored on the horse. I believe, I believe was the intent. Yeah, that, that's fine too if you want it on the horse, obviously. So that then should put me at 10 of 10. Okay, that fixes it. Okay. Um, do a roll again, see if you still have the negative 20. I got the exact same roll, but it's still negative 20. Um, oh, it's it's because you your helmet. Helmet gives you negative 20 to perception. Plate helmet does. Oh. <laughs> I guess in hindsight, if I'm really searching for something, you're going to probably take the helmet off in hindsight. Yeah, I assume you're probably not wearing the helmet indoors either. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's why, yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, so, I technically, I passed by four then, because okay. I would not be... Uh, I'd have the visor up or whatever, take the helmet off if I'm, you know, looking yeah. around. And FNR, you have a negative as well? Do you know what yours is from? Or is yours good? Sorry, you kind of said to me. Yeah, did, did somebody else say they had a, a fucked up perception? They had a negative uh, for some reason? Oh, uh, never mind. Mine wasn't negative. Mine was positive, but I think it's because I switched my elf arrows. Okay. So I think my elf arrow is giving me a plus 10. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. You mean when you shot your bow? Yeah, when I shot my bow, it was. There's an automatic modifier in there, and I wasn't sure why. Okay. You still failed, though, right? Yeah. Okay. By one. Okay. So, Father Gothenburg, uh, you put your visor up and really take a good look around the room. And as you search. Uh, you decide what the hell, and you take a look. You had plus four, right? Yeah, plus okay. four. Um, something just in the back of your mind kind of kind of inkles your fancy, and you decide to take a look at this guy's ring. You pull it off, and inside the ring, basically, you know, on the inside band underneath the, the top part where like the stone is you see a strange-looking symbol that seems familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. It gives you a very bad feeling when you look at it. Do you have... Uh, what lures do you have? Lore skills. Uh, I have lore theology. Okay, you can give me... A lore theology at minus ten. Hell no. Okay. Ah, uh, this. How many? I got one fortune left. Uh, let's do it. Let's hey, he's like it. Brian. Just burn through those fortune points, baby. Oh, oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Rough stuff. That's a waste of a point. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, you're not sure. It's it, like I said, it's familiar, but it's also unfamiliar. You, you, you feel like you recognize it, but 
you're not sure what it is. I'll show it to the others and like, have any guys seen this before? Um, Egon. Uh, well, actually, do what lord do you guys have? I have Athenara. Uh, Laura? I have Talibekland yes. and Anatomy. <laughs> what about you, Okay. Uh, Egon, you can give me an intelligence test at minus 10. Okay. Ooh. Uh, That's oh, a file. Negative zero. Something about it seems really familiar to you as well, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Hmm. Hmm. I guess we take it with us. Yeah, you, you do a pretty thorough search, uh, Bruford. I mean, you feel like like the other two do as well. Uh, you just check a couple other things. You're like, oh, you definitely want to check under the bed or, you know, look at the back of the book or whatever. Uh, and that's the one thing that you find that feels like uh, it was hidden. Mm. Is there anything left in the vial? Uh, you know, there's probably like a little residue, but like nothing, nothing much. Is there any, like... Um... Oh, well, I should rephrase that. The vial would have fallen from his hand and probably hit the ground and smashed. Um, okay. You probably see a little residue, but it's quickly drying up because there was Markings some... that we would notice on the vial. Give me a perception at minus... Oh, man. I would say that's very hard. Very close. Very close. Not, not that she can tell. If there is, It's it was either so small or it's been smashed beyond recognition. Do we recognize his, his death? Like, what would cause that? You're guessing probably some sort of poison, but unless anyone has any skills related to poison or uh, apothecary or anything like that, not sure. No. Not me. Negative. Well, I think that perhaps taking this ring to one of the churches of Sigma, perhaps someone there might recognize this symbol. I feel like something about it might be of religious nature, but I just... I can't quite place it. Oh, you know what? I forgot. La Volpe's there. Um, and he's gonna get that... I don't think he has any skills that'll help here. But he's gonna get the intelligence test as well. Just like Egon did. Ooh. Nope. Look at how many 90s have been rolled so far tonight. Like, half your rolls. It's incredible. That's just another night in Warhammer. It's always 90s. 97, 98, 92. <laughs> just this, how do you roll in the old world? 99, 94. Oh my god. No hundreds yet. Curse of Firth holds true. Where did you say the name was we recognized on the scrolls? What scrolls? Oh, uh, uh, the things you burned. It's Schwartzhelm. Schwartzhelm. Schwartzhelm's name is is on there. Schwartzhelm. Looks like it's probably the the last word in a, in whatever sentence was on there. Mm, so not like it was addressed to him. It was a, like it was about him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a plot twist, huh? My God, it's been him all along. This doesn't leave us a lot to go after. <laughs> well, clearly this group is up to no good. 
clearly this group is targeting Schwartzhelm. They must know that Schwartzhelm is a key deciding factor as to the outcome of the electric count. And so this group is probably must be doing something to try to potentially go after or influence the decision. So how do we find what our group this is? Well, we have this ring and we have this symbol. And so I believe seem to know a little bit about him. Maybe he knows his um, acquaintances. Perhaps. I, I I feel like the I feel like the halfling only knew him in passing, but it's, it's worth a shot. Uh, Maybe somebody in the library downstairs. He said he frequented here a lot. Well, how about this? Um, why don't you go to the halfling? Egon, can you check with the other scribes here? And I'm going to go to the Church of Stigmar at the ring, see if anyone recognizes this symbol. I believe it would be of holy, uh, of holy origin. Uh, Egon nods and uh, we'll set off to start bugging some other scholars. Yeah. And, and before we all spread out, I'm, we're in a scribe's quarter, so I assume there's a, a parchment and paper somewhere. I'll just basically draw a copy oh, yeah. of that, of that uh, holy symbol or whatever that, that symbol is and give everyone a copy of it. And just kind of write that down, draw it out. Hey. Do uh, we have a... Maybe make a plan of where to meet next? And then we well, can... Look, before you go on, so... Okay. Uh, Two things. Uh, one, what do you want to do with Lavolpe? What do you want him to do? Uh, Lavolpe can probably stay with Egon in the, the library. Okay. Will do. And second, uh, Father Bruford, as you draw this symbol, you you just have a very bad feeling of like premonition come over you as you start to to draw this thing out. It feels wrong uh, to you when you draw this. Okay. I know, but I don't think Buford knows. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming this will be a Vincian symbol of some sort. Okay. Um. Hmm. But I'm going to assume that Buford did not realize that. Um. No, he's, he's, not, he's not sure what it is. I mean, it's okay. given him a bad feeling, but beyond that. Well, I'll, I'll I'll get everyone a copy of the symbol, and then say we will regroup. I say here in the in the next couple of hours. Find what we can find and regroup here in say three hours. Here in this room. Uh, in the um, main lobby of the uh, of the library. I don't want to come back to the stream unless we have to. I believe we're done here. Okay. Um, Do we need to let somebody know about the dead body? <laughs> or throw uh, it out the window? I, when I'm in the church, I'll, I'll have some uh, some acolytes come out here and gather the body. Hmm. All right. Guy doesn't have to have like crazy symbols with eyes and stuff in his room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. Some some nice blue robes. <laughs> oh yeah, so one last thing. So it was uh it was my birthday on Monday 
and I'm still waiting for my, my wife's gift. She said it's supposed to show up in the mail. But one thing she did get me, so I think I told you, I may have told you guys, I don't remember. So the cake my wife got me every year, she's gotten me these really baller cakes. And uh, Kyle, as you know, we've been watching the Chucky TV series lately, and we, we just recently watched all the films. So we've been on a bit of a, a Chucky frenzy. She got me a cake that had a little, like, Chucky made out of fondant on top of the cake, right? But here's the best part, dude. The oh, cake itself looked like it was Chucky's stitched-up skin from his face. That's Ooh. what the actual cake was. Like, I'm not kidding you, uh, listeners. This cake was actually a little repulsive to look at. It is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I, saw the, I saw the picture you posted. It was really awesome, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still... The alien cake from last year with the chestburster was definitely my favorite, but this was just so clever. And then she got a, a thing from Party City. You know, like one of those ribbons where it'll be like, happy birthday and like the letters hanging? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, it's Chucky's face, and it just says, want to play? She's like, yeah, I think it was left over from Halloween, so I got that too. So she had that hanging up when I when I came home with the cake. And then a little gift she got me. She got me this fucking creepy ass, you know those cardboard cutout stand-ups? She oh, got yeah. me one of Chucky. Oh my god, it's hilarious. <laughs> she had it sitting on the corner of the stairs. So when I came up to the landing, mm-hmm. came around the corner. There's Chucky staring me in the face. It actually freaked the cat out. He didn't want to go up the stairs. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> so I've got this creepy-ass Chucky in the corner looking over my shoulder right now. It's pretty awesome. It's like three feet tall. I'm glad so, you had a Chris. Yeah, man, it was, it was funny. And then my, my in-laws got me uh, the first of the alien comic book omnibuses that they're putting out. And it's all the all the old comics from uh, the Dark Horse era, like in the the 80s and 90s. They're, like, republishing them all in one place. So I got this massive, like, it's probably, like, two or 300 pages of comics. It's pretty awesome. So that's Sweet. pretty cool. I have no idea what she got me. We'll see. I gave her a couple ideas, so we'll see what happens. But alas, uh, we're going to switch over as you guys break and go do your things and your tasks we're gonna switch over here uh to something a little different i'm gonna bring a new map here into the fray for you guys and you guys are going to help see what happens with grunwald and the empire soldiers so you are each going to take control of one of Grunwald's honor guard as they join the battle and they're trying to hold off the orc horde to give Block and any other survivors a chance to escape. So your goal here is to try to survive for 10 rounds of combat. The longer you guys hold out, the more Empire troops will be able to escape and Block can hopefully get them in order. Um, does everybody have vision on the map here? Yes, I can see the map. Okay, yep. good. And we've all been rolling really good tonight, so I have a good feeling about this. Yeah, this is going to go great. All right, well, I'm going to give you each control of one of the honor guard here. 
So let me just hand these out. Um, so Eric, you are going to take control of Geshner. Kyle, you're going to take control of Hoflich. Hoflich. Uh, uh, and Matt. Matt, you want to control two of these guys since there's four of them? Sure. All right. You are going to get Schutzman and Wallenstein. Stats are the same. Armor and equipment is the same. They're armed with shields and somewhat medium armor. So they are kind of, you know, the heavy infantry of his army. And you got their character sheets now? I just chapter... my PC for a moment, but I'll check just a moment here. It's under chapter six, uh, and then there's a subfolder called Allies. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all set up. Ooh, look at this. Now, I will point out, these guys are actually trained with using a shield. So, since shields are kind of complicated in this game, I just want to uh, explain how that works. So, let me grab my little cheat sheet here. This might help some of our listeners, too. Um, okay. So, shields in Warhammer roleplay actually count as a weapon, which is where it first gets confusing here. They're not just a piece of armor that you strap on. So when you have a shield, um, obviously it's going to count as a second weapon. So you, you basically count as having two weapon fighting. You've got your hand weapon in one hand and you've got your shield in the other. On your turn, you can attack with either of them. Shield is a weapon, so it does have stats. Obviously, it's not as good as the hand weapon. And since the shield is in your offhand, you'd be at minus 20 when you attack with it. So it is an option, but unless you have the two-weapon fighting talent, you probably wouldn't be doing that. Uh, however, what shields are really there for is defending. Um, when you're defending, you have three options when you have a shield. The first is that you can defend using your melee weapon, in this case, your hand weapon. Uh, you don't get any sort of negatives. But because you have a shield, and a shield has the defensive quality, you have plus one success level when you defend. You don't have to have any special uh, training to do that. You don't have to have any talents or anything. It's just you've, you're, you're armed with that weapon. It gives you that bonus, whether or not you're actively using it. Um, which, unless you're trained in being a shield man, uh, which can be difficult depending on your class, for most characters, that's probably what you would do, is you just have the shield to get the defensive trait. However, there are two other things you can do. You can defend using the shield, uh, and you can use the melee basic skill, because uh, shields fall under parry as well, so they can be used... Um, they have a special rule where they can be used with parry or the melee basic skill. If you use it with the melee basic skill, you're getting a negative 20 because you're using your offhand, unless you have the relevant talents. Um, you get the plus one success level uh, because it's defensive. And you get to add the armor points of the shield to all locations of your body, which is two in this case for these particular shields. So negative 20 to your roll with a plus one success level and two extra armor. Pretty good. Now, if you are actually trained in melee parry, which these characters are because they are soldiers, 
you can defend using the shield, using melee parry, and there's no negative 20. So you're using your straight up weapon skill for, for parry, plus one success level because it's defensive, and plus two armor points to all locations because it gives plus two. Uh, furthermore, not that it's going to really matter here, but for, for you guys and for listeners, if you have a shield that has a rating of two or more, because I think there's shields go between one and three or one and four, if you have a shield that has a rating of two or more, you can also uh, use your shield to try to oppose if somebody shoots you with a ranged weapon, assuming they're in line of sight. You can actually try to physically block the shot because you have a big enough object in your hand. So... So yeah, these guys are tanky, and they should be able to take a hit or two. Um, so we'll see how they do. Any questions on any of that? Great. No, I'm good. Okay. So with that in mind, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and roll some initiative for us, and we'll get some appropriate music here. Start with a strong nine. You roll for Mr. Orc. Obviously, all the orcs will go at the same time. The mighty nine. Oh, and let's get Groomold up there, too. Ah, that's the commander we need. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep this orc in the corner, because this is the one I've rolled initiative for. That way, the initiative track doesn't get fucked up. Uh, so we won't actually have him come into the fight. Okay, so we're starting off initiative 16 with Grunwald. Uh, now, also, guys, um, most of the map here you can see is, there's a lot of difficult terrain here. So if you're moving through any of these bushes or obstacles or trees or rocks, uh, you're at difficult terrain. Um, otherwise, you're a human. You can move four yards a turn. Oh, I'm sorry, you have a movement of four, which lets you move eight yards. Every square is two. So you can normally move up to eight unless you're moving through terrain. And if you want to run, you can do that, but you might have to take a test and it'll take up your whole turn. So with that in mind, Grunwald's going to lead you guys to the front here. He's going to avoid the terrain and he'll get to the center of the camp. Basically, as you guys uh, are arriving here, you're kind of at the, uh, the front line towards the top of the hill where the Empire forces have been pushed back. Uh, to the north is uh, is is north back towards Averheim. That is where the army is retreating down the back of the hill. And basically on all the other sides, especially to the south and to the east, the orcs have made their way up the ridge and they've begun to surround the Empire forces. You can see this is kind of the command camp and they've kind of reached this po this point of the uh, the camp, and you're basically stepping in to try to hold them back as as long as you can. There's a couple Empire troops up here that are currently being attacked and being engaged. There's a few ranged units of handgunners and archers as well that are trying to get their shit together, but it is a disorganized mess. And you can see tons, I would say hundreds of orcs making their way up the ridge and basically it is a sea of green starting to surround you on two sides and soon to be three. So Grunwald lifts his sword, gives a shout to Sigmar, and leads you guys forward. Wallenstein, you're next. Okay, so 
Wallenstein, he will... So, okay, so state troopers, and it's, uh, our goal here is to get as many of these friendly troops the opportunity to retreat, right? That, that's basically our, our, our orders? Yes. Okay. So Keep in mind, there's there's many other Empire soldiers behind you guys, but these are the ones right here that, um, you know, are, are in, important for the objective of this particular fight. Okay, and they successfully retreat, I'm assuming, by getting off the top of the map? Uh, yes. Basically, this area here where you guys are, between this rock pile and these trees, is like the path down the hill. Okay. It's also so, just to, to try to stay alive for ten rounds. Uh, if you do that, you guys have bought enough time for the rest of the army to retreat. Okay, so then I'll do a run action with Wallenstein. Okay, so if you run, you can make an athletics test at plus 20. And for every success level, you can add, I believe it's add an extra point of uh, movement to your your run here. Let me just double check that. Athletics at plus 20. Well, that's not going to matter. I rolled a 96. Okay, so it's a, if it's negative, it reduces your run. Oh, shit. Because you're, you're tripping or you're running out of breath. Do these so. guys have any fate or fortune points? Does not look like it. Okay, so running. Okay, so your movement is four, which means you can run 16 yards, which would be eight squares. And what was your negative? Four, so I'm basically the same as walking. Uh, so you can run 12 yards instead. Oh, hold on, let me double check this. Oh, it's by yard. Oh, it's, oh, so it's plus success level in yards, so it'd be minus. Oh, uh, okay. So basically, it's six spaces then. So you go from you go from sixteen yards down to twelve yards, uh, which would be six spaces because each space is two yards. You got it. Yep. Okay, so he'll he'll run up there and get ready to protect these state troopers. Okay, not a bad idea. Next up, Schutzman. Oh, it's also me. Um, Schutzman will do a similar thing. Plus one for me. And he will attempt, also attempt to run. See if he's a little more athletic here at plus 20. Okay, <laughs> well, he's not as bad. Okay, so he's going to get to go seven, so seven spaces. Okay. Uh, he'll come down to the left here. Hoflich, you're next. All right, I think I'm going to have to do the same thing. Athletics, right? If you'd like, sure. I mean, yeah, we're going to give a shot. Athletics. Ooh. Okay, so you can go a total of 19 yards. How was that? Okay. Um, who? Let's see. Who needs some? Who needs some loving? Can I reach the the state troopers in the middle, kind of like like in the middle of those cabins? All right, go ahead and let's see. Token. Every every square is two yards. You can go nineteen. Oh, okay. Wait, so uh, it'll be about there. Okay. Next up, the orc horde. Bellowing and screaming, they're going to come charging through. This guy is going to get here. 
make an attack. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you guys control of the state troops here, too, just so I can have some help. Okay, you guys should get state troops and handgunners in a second here in your profiles. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right, uh, so I need an opposed test over here on the right, please. Against that state trooper, whoever wants to do it, just go right ahead. Uh, I'm going to pull up their extra character sheets, the troopers. Yeah, with his chopper. Oh, and he's charging. All right, uh, I got it here. So, Halbrid. Negative five. Mm. Negative two. Well, that's better. Okay, you block. Block this the attack. Advantage. All right, I don't think this guy can reach. He's, he's making his way around. Uh, okay, down here in the bottom, we've got two orcs fighting one, one dude. Eric, you want to roll for that guy? Plus four. Yeah, sure. Uh, are they state troopers? Yep. yep. Okay, you're going to take 11 damage to the body. Well, they're still standing. Okay. Uh, and then the second orc is going to attack that guy as well. Same thing here. Ooh, a critical fumble from the orc. And you still fail the roll, though. So he hits you for five damage to the head. And he gets negative ten on his next action as he is out of position. He does still score a hit. Alright, Kyle, these other orcs over here fighting the other state trooper two-on-one. How are we tracking damage for these? Do we all have access to the same character sheet? Uh, if you right-click on the token, you can change the token's health. Okay. Alright, Kyle, next up. Choppa. Coming at ya. Negative four. Man, these orcs are fucking sweet. Oh, you moved your dude. Okay, oh, so that's just melee basic? Uh, roll his weapon. They all have they have full character sheets. Wait, am I not the state trooper? Uh, Where am I? Am I this guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, melee basic. Yeah, that's fine. They have it should be halberd or two handed, but same. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I I forgot I could go to combat. Yeah, sure. Okay. They're equipped with halberds. Just roll melee basic, though. It's the same thing. Uh, okay, you beat that orc, so you'll gain a point of advantage, and then the Ooh. next one will strike as well. And he's also got the outnumbering bonus. Plus four! Allah! Shit. Okay. Halberd. Orc Choppa goes wah. Oh, oh, boy. Critical fumble. 15 damage, and you injure yourself for another point of damage. Uh, so, where to where? To the head. Oh, wait, no. To the right arm. Oh, jeez. Alright, let's see what I got. So, total um, 16 damage with your critical fumble. Negative okay. 4. Ouch. 
How much does leather jack? Is it just one? Uh, check your combat tab. It'll tell you. Oh yeah. Oh three. Or no. That's your toughest Armor. bonus. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's four. So that was fifteen. No, sixteen. Yes. Yep, sixteen. He's down. Oh. First casualty. Blech. The orc howls in triumph, stomps over the dude's body, and starts climbing through these rocks. Uh, this orc from the south is going to charge up at this guy right here. Somebody wants to make a defensive roll against him. Let's get state trooper? I got it. Yep. Boom. Pass by one. Negative one. You block. Okay. Holding the line. And then over here on the far west side. This is a straight up fight here. This guy just entered the combat. Ew, negative five. Uh, I got this guy too. Why not? Pass by two. Okay. And then this other orc is going to make his way down the uh, make his way down the hill. That'll be his turn, kind of climbing. I guess he's climbing up because he's at the top of the hill, so he's climbing up the uh, top of the ridge there. It's kind of like a like a cliff face, I guess. Not very tall, but enough to slow him down. Um, that is that. Geshner, you're next to finish us off at initiative five. All right. I'm gonna try my I guess athletics test. Okay. Uh. Oh, I have the wrong character sheet up. Hold on. There it is. Ew, negative six. Geshner is stumbling. Uh, so you will be running a total of ten yards this turn. Okay. Did you do that plus twenty? The athletic test? No. Uh, so that'd be minus four, so you're moving twelve yards. Twelve. Yep. Okay. Okay. Round two. More orc bodies begin to appear. Walstein, huh? That's my dude. No, Grinwald's foot first. And you guys see over on this, uh, at the bottom of this hill over here, uh, you guys can see a large orc that looks a bit bigger than some of the ones that he is leading step onto the, the battlefield as well from the, the corner here. And Grunwald will probably get some dudes over to the right here. So he's going to go. Uh, six, seven. He's going to go this way. Actually, no, he'd go right towards the middle. He's the commander. He would be like that. And going through the bushes here is going to slow him down, so he's making his way through the, the brush to get to the fight. And Wallenstein, you're next. Let's see. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't add the... Uh, um, we didn't add the state troopers or the uh, other guys to the initiative. I guess they're, they're not going to just sit here and, and fucking not fight. So we'll go back to last turn really quick. So uh, 
handgunners. You guys can each take one. There's one. There's three. And then uh, we'll go on to the state troopers. So handgunners. Make sure they actually have their weapons. Oh, they don't. Whoops. Let me give you guys a handgun really quick. You're going to need that. Can't be a handgun without a handgun. Make sure I put it on the main character sheet and not just a token. Okay, there's your handgun, and let me give you guys some bullets. Well, these handgunners are uh, not very good. <laughs> oh, that's incorrect. They should be. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so go for it. Handgunners are up. Um, I'll take the one here on the left. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll go with them. And just have them uh, take a shot at uh, this orc here. Do you see that? Do you see that? Uh, I'm targeted. Do you see that target? Yes. Okay. Plus 20, because you're close. And then can they do like an aim action, can't they? If they don't move, it's another... Is it plus 10 or plus 20? Let me check. Nah, they, they'll, they'll move. They're going to move after this. Okay. So plus They're 20 because of distance. Oh, no ammo. Uh, oh, I put ammo oh, oh, I got it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I assume they're previously reloaded. Yes, they're loaded. Okay. So plus 20... Taking a shot. Okay. Um, pass oh, by two. It was doing reloading for some reason. That's weird. But yeah, it, it should be loaded. So, uh, what's the damage? Nine on that thing. Um, damage is plus ten. So I guess with a plus two, so I guess it'll be twelve damage. Twelve damage. Okay. Good shot. Uh, the orc is not dead, but he is definitely hurt. And then they're going to fall back. To there. Okay, next hand gunner. Okay. I'll take that one. Oh, you want to go? You can go Alright, uh, I'll. Uh, what's his. What are their movement? Oh, okay, so eight. Um, I'll. Uh, I will also aim at that target. Same guy? Yeah, same orc. Okay. Orc dude. Orc, orc. And I will also fire. Oh, it's not. Uh, do I need to? Oh, I don't have anything on mine. We'll pick him. Target this dude. And we will fire. Oh, I didn't do plus 20. Or was uh, I close? No, you're too far away. Oh, that. okay. Oh, so you still hit him. Yeah, plus one. Yeah. Okay, so what's the total? 11 damage? Uh, yes. He is barely standing. Seeping blood everywhere. Damn. Last handgunner unit, Eric. You can't move through the tent. You gotta go around. Okay, that's this guy here, right? Yep. All right. Um, I guess he has to probably move to see anything. So 
Yeah, basically, unless it's this, like right where my cursor is, this is just like like rocks on the ground. Mm -hmm. Everything else is elevated. Like these are piles of rocks, trees and bushes, tents, you know, some tables and random shit over here, barricades. So there's a lot. How far can out. they move and still shoot? They can move eight and still shoot. Okay. Eight yards, which would be four squares. Okay, I'm gonna shoot at this orc here. Okay. Uh, it'll be minus, minus 20, unless you don't want to hit your, your dude. Okay. Let me double check here. Yeah, minus 20. Okay. Uh, but you'll be a plus 20, because you are close enough, so it'll be straight up. Oh. Oh, so that'll okay. be actually a good hit. So, a plus 2. Okay, so what's the damage? Uh... 12. Okay. A good hit. The orc staggers, but stands. All right. And then we're on the state troopers the end of the turn. So let's just go, let's just go left to right here. I'll take that left one then, because I'm kind of doing something on the left. All right. Uh, so these state troopers will then make an attack against the dudes in front of them. Uh, Halbrid. These guys have any advantage? They do have an advantage. Uh, pass by two. Okay. Total damage? Uh, the nine, so it's gonna be 11 damage. Oh, wait, what's, what'd they get? They had zero, so yeah. uh, 11 damage. Yeah, be sure you target them when you click on them. That way it'll give us the damage automatically in Foundry. Um, okay, so. So, 11? Oh, sorry, you said 11? Yeah. Okay. Well, he um, takes a hit, but he's still going. And then he will... Do you have to give up all my advantage disengage, or was this one advantage? All advantage. Well, he'll do that. So he'll do that, and he'll disengage. And kind of, I guess... I guess go here. Can, can I stand there? Is that an okay spot? Yeah, that's fine. Yep. No, will fall back to there. Right at the front of the thing. Okay, next one. Uh, I'll go with that one. Um, I will, let's see, 16, so that's eight spaces. Let me just check. Yeah, so I'm going to charge this guy. <laughs> oh, the wounded one. Okay, yeah. well, he's he's prime. He's prime for picking here, bleeding from multiple gunshot wounds. Choppa. Plus Include one. your advantage for charging? Oh, I will. Yes. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Fix that really quick. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He uh, blocks somehow. Okay. Next one by the tent. By the tent? Okay. Yep. Uh, he's gonna go for this one over here. Okay. You will not be able to get the charging bonus because you got to go through the rocks. So lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's be straight up attack. Matt, you can do the next one to the north of this guy. Right next to Grunwald. You want to start moving him? Okay. Um, Marcus targeting State Trooper. Minus. Did I grab the right one? Mine says it has an advantage one. Uh, Did I take that out? Yeah. Be, guys, be sure when you do advantage to put it on the token, not the character sheet. Put it on the character sheet, it'll affect all the tokens. Uh, it said targeting, but it didn't actually do a roll. Let me try this again. Negative two versus negative three, so he defends. He blocks. Matt, next one. Next to Grunwald. Yep, that uh, one. Mm, I don't think we should charge in the comp. Well, let's see. Let's assist this guy in combat. So we're going to... Uh, we're going right. to... So. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I saw a charge into this guy right here. Okay, it won't be a charge because of all the terrain. Just straight up attack. Oh, okay. Now we will attack with our one advantage. Kyle, you'll get the next one to the right here when he's done. Orc has um, plus four. Oh, plus, plus five. five. And actually, you'd have another plus 20 because you outnumber him. Oh, so that's going to be a plus seven. So I beat him by three. So that's going to be... Um, 10 damage. 10 damage. Okay. It's not terrible. Most importantly, that guy had stacked up two advantage, so you drop that, and he is injured. Okay, Kyle, the next guy by the tree trunk. Uh, this one right here I'm hovering over? Yep, you got it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he'll target the guy in front of him. Mano y mano. Let's do these. Wah. Plus two. Get fucked, human. God. Dying? Yeah. Getting that advantage. Sheesh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next guy fighting two on one. The very injured one. All right. He's going to attack the one that I saw just get shot with a bullet. Makes sense. We got so much stuff to keep track of. Uh. <laughs> Plus three. Plus two. Ah, uh, oh, so close, but not enough. Okay, you lose any advantage. Uh, this guy at the north, one-on-one. -on -one. Or northeast, I should say. Here, I'll roll for him. I get one advantage, so... Minus four? Is that right? No, it didn't. It um, didn't plus zero. Plus one. So fail to attack, he'll lose his advantage. And the last guy up top can do something. I don't know why he has advantage. Okay. Someone can move that last trooper. Right. Um. So just down this way. Okay. Okay. Two. Charging in. Yep. All right. You may get the charge bonus. Which is plus 10. Plus one advantage. Oh, and you have plus 20 because you outnumber him. Okay, so plus 30 total? Correct. 
Orc plus two. Oh plus god, seven. Empire plus seven. Holy shnikes. Alright, how much damage you got there? Uh it says fourteen. And then another plus two. Plus sixteen. Wow. Okay, that orc is very hurt. Very hurt. Okay, so now we'd be on to Wallenstein. Before we go any further, let's take our mid-session break here and get some Dr. Pepper. I'll be right back. Uh, Matt, you have Wallenstein, so you may move him. Hey. You think we should be forming a defensive line here. I think we should be defending between these two tents. Seems like a natural choke point we're going to be holding off. These are guard are purely melee, aren't they? Yes. Oh, look at all these talents they have. Should we be paying attention to these? Um, drilled. The biggest one is drilled. Drilled and shieldsman. Huh. Okay. Mm. Well, let's uh. See if we can clear out this front row of orcs. Can you move and then charge, or is charging also a move action? I forget. Charging is part of your move. You have to declare a charge right away if that's what you're going to do. Yes. And they have to be at least your move characteristic in yards away before you charge. Then he's basically going to move up to right here, just kind of put his shield out and be in like a defensive position. Okay. Schutzman? Schutzman will charge this orc. Okay. Charge that orc right there. Nice. And we'll slash out with our hand weapon. Um, pass by one, so I've got to add my advantage. Orc has a critical success. And plus one. We both have plus one, then. Okay, well, you win because you have a higher weapon skill. Uh, okay. But he scores a critical. Let's make sure we do this right, because it's negative 20. Oh, okay. So if you guys, if you right-click where it says critical, it brings up the table automatically now. And then you can put, uh. in, the negative, you put in the negative 20 at the top. So, so technically, he lost the test, but even though he loses the test, he has a success on the critical? Yes, because he passed the, he passed his... He, he passed the test, but he lost the opposed test. Okay. Because he, he passed against his skill, but he lost against you. Uh, so you get a twisted ankle. Go ahead and put that on your character sheet. For D10 rounds, you take an extra wound. Oh, it does it automatically when you put oh, it on there. Sick. Okay. All right. So then, as far as the combat goes, it's just then going to be six oh, and damage. Roll, roll for how many wounds it does, too. Or how many rounds it lasts. Because it's D10 rounds? Six. Ooh. Ugh. Okay. Uh, how much? You said six damage? Six damage. Okay, you get a scratch on him, but it doesn't do more than anger him as he stabs you in the foot. Okay. Perhaps you overextend yourself. Uh, Holflitch. Yaha. Let's see. Where am I? There I am. Uh, who can I... Shit, who can I charge here? It seems everybody's got a dance partner. 
Um, yeah, you know what? I will. Uh, I will post. I will post up and uh, over here is like a defensive line, maybe between. Yeah, right here between these. Right there. Orcs are up next. Okay, so uh, this guy's gonna come close top. Of the, we'll t yeah, we'll start at the top. This guy's gonna charge in. It's like targeting two people at once for some reason. Uh, negative two. Negative two. And which way? Uh, northeast. Uh, let me pull up. That's that's a trooper. Uh, so is this guy right here? Yes. Uh, you have any advantage? No. Okay, let me roll a halberd for him. Uh, pass by one. Okay, so you block. The guy loses advantage. Next orc on the other state trooper right in that same fight. State trooper gets a plus three. Minus three from the orc. That is the injured one, though. He's pretty fucked up, so that makes sense that he doesn't pass. Uh, these other two orcs are going to climb through the the bushes here and dogpile this Empire soldier so he is outnumbered now. Um, so the first attack... Uh, he's got... Yep. Okay. Plus one. Alright, this guy will defend mm -hmm. with a minus zero. Okay, you'll take eight damage to the left arm. Uh, how are we doing damage for these guys? Let's right click on their token. Uh, I don't get a health bar. Oh, sorry, Good. sorry. Hello, hello. Got it. Okay. Oh, eight damage. They have, they have defense. Um, what is their armor? Just one, and their toughness is three, so minus four. Got it. Okay. Okay, and that next orc also in that fight. Plus four. Ooh, that's a big hit. Okay, zero. 11 to the right leg. He's got one health left. Oh, well, he's still standing. These orcs are gaining advantage. Uh, that guy missed. Okay, this next Empire State Trooper over here that's getting uh, tag teamed. Yep. Okay. Oops, hold on. I don't, I don't want to have the orc target himself. Hold on, that's not right. Uh, he's got... Oh, boy. All right. Plus six. That seems bad. Minus four. Dead. That Empire yeah, Troop dead. is dead. And this orc is going to charge. Well, he's not going to charge. He's going to move towards the handgunner after he kills that guy. And this orc is going to charge the state trooper by the... Oh, give him a dead token here. That. Uh, this next uh, state trooper over here, he's going to get charged as well. Oh, Oh, that's why you can target multiple tokens at the same time. That's why it's glitching out over here. Okay, that makes sense. All right, and oh, that guy's outnumbered too. Not a good day to be an Empire soldier. Plus one. Minus five. Ooh. Woof. Uh, 13 damage to the left leg. That's gonna hurt. And the other orc right next to him. Critical hit. This guy's dead. Oh, yeah. With a major chest wound. You gotta say it, Matt. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Uh, this orc is going to charge into the fray over here into these barrels and attack that guy. He's got two advantage. He does. This guy's got one from charging. Wog. That's what we say. Negative three. Uh, also negative three. Okay, you gain a point of advantage. The next orc who's in that fight is going to attack the other state trooper. Who also has advantage. This guy's got nothing. Minus one. That's Plus five. Oh, damn. All right, holding the line there. Nice. And these two orcs that just joined the fray, uh, this guy will charge over here. She's going to attack the other state trooper that you just defended with. Okay. Negative three? Negative one. Okay, you pass that. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He would have had plus 20 because you're outnumbered. So he would have had negative one as well. You still win. Okay. Okay. Just everybody's advantage here. And this other orc is just going to come around the camp here. He's going to start bursting his way through the, the tent because that's what an orc would do, I think. Okay, over here. Or injured, dying orc with one health that's been shot against the state trooper. Well, yeah, that was my state trooper guy. Die, Umi. Negative three. Uh, we'll see about that. Negative zero. Ha. Okay, you block. Take your advantage. Uh, orc against Schutzman. Honor Guard finally seeing the Man. combat here. Mm. Negative four. So I can defend with the shield then, technically, right? Yeah, you do melee parry to use the shield. Or just click the shield button. Right. Answer. Uh, pass by one. Okay. Technically two because it's defensive. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Easily block the orc aside. And these other ones are going to start climbing. Uh, so they'll climb the hill, and then the big guy starts climbing the hill as well. No oh boy. And I guess I should show some art here so you guys can just see. I mean, we all know what a Warhammer orc looks like, but everybody loves artwork. So your generic orc artwork straight from the rule book. <laughs> big green warrior. That's an orc. Big choppa. Yeah. Big old shield. Bits of armor. Barefoot. It smells really bad. You love it. However, <laughs> the bigger orc that has arrived. Well. He looks a little more serious. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, and you guys can tell he is physically larger than the other orcs around him. And he's definitely got a little That's bit a of armor uh, as far as, you know, bits of chain mail and, and some scale mail and stuff like that. And as Block has pointed out earlier, these orcs appear to be using weapons that are far of far higher craftsmanship and equipment than an orc would typically have. Um, that's probably spread out through the camp a little bit here, as you guys are starting to realize that. That is the Greenskin's turn. State troopers, let's start from the left over here. Uh, okay, so... The state troopers... Are, are any of these orcs next to state troopers currently injured? The one to the left is... He's, he's the one that's been shot a okay, couple times. He's going to target that one. This guy's got one advantage. He will use that advantage to hopefully not fail. And pass by two. 
Okay, the orc stabbed in the head by the Valiant Empire soldier. You know what that means. Nice. And then he's going to get rid of his advantage and disengage. Okay. And basically form a defensive line. All right. Sounds smart. Uh, Empire State Trooper by the tent. Is he going to do anything? Um, this is, is this tent here like elevated up on a ridge? Is that what I'm looking at here? It's like higher up. Uh, like maybe a foot, you know. Oh, okay. En enough to be like difficult terrain, but nothing else. Okay, well, he will um, join the defensive line here. All right. And uh, I'm deciding where to put him. Okay, state troopers over by the tent in the middle. I'm gonna uh, fight. Let's pick one and go. All right. All right, we're fighting. Fighting round world. Take that, negative four. Dude, I'm weapon skill 35. You can't stop me. Uh, Eric, do you got these guys? Yep. Plus you three. Their, you got their, their, their plus three advantage factored in? Uh, I got a plus one advantage. Plus three. Are these guys in the middle are both a plus three. It's doing it automatically if it has. Okay. Yeah, it only did plus one advantage for me. Not they passed by five. Okay, so how much damage? 12. Ew. Plus the three, so 15. Oh! Oh, poor orc. <laughs> he didn't want this. <laughs> well. Bye-bye. You know what they say. <laughs> oh, get fucked. There's always more orcs. Get fucked, orc. Uh, that state trooper can now move Eric. He's no longer engaged in combat if you want to move anywhere. Uh, he'll, he'll just move up by the other guy. Okay. And the other guy? Was he going to attack? attack straight in front of him. Okay. They're, well, they're both at the same uh, same health here. So This guy also that. has the advantage. Oh, Ooh, plus in. four. Yep. That orc is trying. Ooh, minus two. Oh, well, you lose your advantage, and this orc somehow gains one. Okay, uh, and the two state troopers up here at the top. Let's start with the injured one. 3v1. 3v1 me, bro. Um, okay. You want me to do that? Yeah, go for it, Kyle. All right. Which one are you attacking, Kyle? The injured uh, one or one of the fresh ones? Which one's the injured one? To the south. South? Yeah, we'll go with the injured one for sure. Yeah, you would. <laughs> injured orc, negative six. Take my Come halberdard. Come at me, bro. Yep. Negative three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you only have three health left, uh, I think that's... How much... What's your total damage? It's... Uh, Four plus the three difference is seven. Seven. Oh, he's still standing. Damn. Well, uh, right. other state troopers just gonna have to finish him off. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, so that state trooper gain advantage. He should. Uh, might I suggest he... Kyle using that advantage to disengage and fall back? Oh, sure. That's a good idea. He will begin to fall back. You can go eight if you do a full move. So Okay, so he was here. I'm sorry, you can go eight yards, which is four squares. Okay. Or you can run. Actually, wait, I... no, you attacked, so you can't do that. Okay, so four squares? 
Correct. One, two, three, four. Is that okay? Yes. Cool. Okay. Last orc, or last state trooper. He has plus one. All right. Injured so... orc that could. Oh, he blocks. one. Jeez. Back this up fucking guy. Raw, die. And Geshner, last of the honor guard. All right. So he is going to, I guess, try and form up with this guy here. Uh, Runewald? Yeah. Probably a smart idea since he's your commander. Let's try and build a wall over here. All right. Okay, uh, round three, more greenskins are pouring up the hill. You can see that the Empire troops are starting to get some semblance of order uh, back behind you. Uh, many men screaming, dropping their weapons, and just running. But you can see that there's a little bit of organization as they're starting to come together into ranks. And, uh, and basically just, just group up and try to be a little bit more orderly here, but there are lots of greenskins around. Uh, Rudenwald shouts to, uh, especially Holflick and Geshner, uh, to follow him and help these men get back, and he's gonna go right into the fray here. And he's gonna attack this guy who is, um... Well, he's causing problems, so let's see. Holy fuck, Grunwald's a boss. Look at this shit. Let's give him an advantage for charge. Oh, wait, no, I had to go through terrain. No charging. Fighting in a bush like the commander we need. Grunwald gets a plus six. And Orc, he does have advantage. Oh, actually, that'd be plus eight because he's outnumbered. Orc gets minus three. Okay, so that is... Oh, I didn't roll his weapon. Whoops. Uh, and 11 had... difference in successes. That's a lot of damage. Okay, so he had 11, and then he's got a hand weapon. That's 15. And his strength bonus. That is going to be 18 damage to this orc. Not enough to kill him, but oh man, is he hurt as Grunwald gives a shout to Sigmar and leads by example. And then he shouts to the two state troopers in that fight to fall back. Get the hell out of here! Join the others! And Wallenstein, you're up. Wallenstein. Well, he's kind of in the right spot right now. I kind of feel bad wasting a turn, but let's just go into like a defensive position and hold the line. Put a shield forward, be a shield bro. Shield up and be ready for the incoming charge. Okay, Schutzman. Schutzman, we will we get to advantage here. All right, so we're going to attack this orc in front of him. Okay. Hopefully we can get a decent hit here. Minus one. Advantage two. Roll that up. Oh, crit oh, hit. critical hit. Okay. Uh, uh, so. Well, hold he, on. He, 
How much damage did you do? You, you had a minus one, you said, so that's then going to be 12 damage. Okay, let me see if that's enough to put him down. 12 damage. It is. Nice. All right, so what'd you get on your critical? Wrenched collarbone. You just drive your blade through this guy's neck, basically. Select one arm, drop whatever's held in that arm, and it becomes useless for D10 for D rounds, and they lose two wounds. All right, well, he also gets to go... Bleh! Oh, well, his collarbone ain't wrenched no more. <laughs> Gain um, another advantage if you're not already maxed out. He is maxed. If I were to just walk away without disengaging, what would happen? He gets an attack of opportunity at plus 20, and he gains a point of advantage. And I would not have any opportunity to defend it. It'd just be an automatic go-through? Correct. Mm, I don't want this guy to lose an advantage. So I guess he'll just hold his ground there, then. Like a goddamn hero. All right. That's right. Sigmar protects Holflitch. What's it going to be? Your commander has charged into the fray. Oh, boy. I'd hate to be outdone by my uh, commander. Unfortunately, I wouldn't have seen that orc go through the tent, right? No, no, definitely Damn. not. Damn, because uh, an I inside... I mean, you, you, can, you can barely see these guys here because of all the trees and bushes. I mean, you can, you can see mm -hmm. figures through them, but you can't quite make it out. Uh, but you saw, like, Grunwald charge through that, that shrub, the shrubbery, and you can hear him shouting for the other guys to fall back. And he did, he did shout for the two of you to follow him, you and Geshner. Okay. Um, so where my cursor is, this would be considered rough terrain? Yeah, all of this is right here. All this tree okay. and shrubs and rocks. So that's athletics test? Uh, well, what are you, where are you trying to go and what are you trying to do? Uh, I was, I was going to try to avoid this and maybe go around here, or is this worse? Uh, you'll definitely need an athletics test to get through there in one turn because you're going so far. So okay. give, me an give me an athletics. Just straight up. Uh, hang on, let me pick them first. <laughs> uh... Hey. Okay, yes, you can make it there and attack. You can't charge all the, the loose rocks, but you can... Remember, you can walk on top of the orc's body, too, so you can go here if you want. Oh, okay. And then you can attack this guy or this guy. One of those two. Yeah. Let's okay. go. Let's go with this dude. I guess we'll just get. Let's put the body there. Okay. He <laughs> yeah. Through the rocks. I, yeah. I kick him away. <laughs> All right. So the the guy directly in front of me, I'm gonna. Uh, okay. Swing at. You will have. Uh, I guess technically outnumber. Yeah. So you get plus twenty. Yeah. Cool. Minus five. Like a real orc. Plus two. Okay. Total damage. So uh, plus the five, so that's 13. Nice. Okay. Orc is hurt. Gain a point of advantage. And then we're on to the Greenskin Menace. Okay, first off, Schutzman, you're being attacked by this orc who has made it to the top of the hill. Schutzman gives no fucks, bring it. Plus one, he's trying. Plus three. Yeah, it's not going to happen, though. All right. Well, uh, this orc, I think, is going to... Oh, he's going to probably charge in, too, here. So he's going to go here and charge you. Okay, so he's got advantage, and he outnumbers you now. That's pretty fun. 
plus zero. <laughs> Poor guy. He's trying so Ooh. hard. Okay, you block that attack. Okay. Uh, and then the big guy, like, stomps past all these dead orcs, and uh, he's going to come smashing into you as well. And... Ooh, I think he's got even more outnumbering bonus now. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, plus 40. Outnumbered three to one. All right, so this guy, he's got a choppa as well, but it looks a little bit bigger than what the other orcs are wielding. And he has plus eight. Oh. The orc big gun has reached the fight. Uh, plus two with defensive. Okay, so that is going to be a total of... 14 damage. 14 damage. Uh, oh, no, 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 wait, no. It's it's 16 damage, and then there's a difference of 6. Alright, so that's 16 damage, assuming the plus 8. Uh, so you get plus 8 success, 16 damage. That's adding plus 8 damage. Oh, wait, you're right, you're right. So it should be 14, right? Um, if you guys would fucking target them, it would just do this for us automatically, and we wouldn't have to fucking calculate it. I've done um, been targeting. 16... No, he, he has plus, plus 8 success levels, which gives him 16 damage. You have plus 2, so it's a difference of plus 6. That's 6 more damage to his attack. So it's 22 damage. So you're saying his base damage is 16? Yes. Yeah, his, his weapon plus strength modifier is 16 damage? Yeah, because he has 8 success levels on his roll. So... Oh, wait, no, no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um... Unless you're told, this is how Foundry's no, been down no, no, day one. No, no, you're, you're, right, you're right. No, 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 okay. you're right. You're right. Uh, so it'd be two less than that? Hold on, let me just see what his damage is here. Okay, yeah, so it's, I'm sorry, it's 14 damage. Okay. It's a right arm. Well, that's still a huge hit. Fortunately, these guys are decently tanky. Oh, wait, no, he's blocked with the shield, so the shield gives extra armor. So that's extra, an extra two. Extra two. Oh, nice, okay. Shield, shield's good, okay. That goes away. More advantage. Okay. Big gun's here to play. All right, the orc in the tent. Uh, I'm going to make a roll for him. Let's see. The orc in the tent does not come out of the tent. You're not sure why. Uh, the orcs in the front, one of them against Hoflik. Okie dokie. Minus six. Like, dang. Uh, um, he's going to use his... Yeah, he's going to use his shield. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One by ten success levels. <laughs> okay, you have an advantage. Uh, other okay. orc is going to attack uh, the state trooper right across from him. Actually, no, he would he would attack Grunwald because Grunwald just hit him. He's a simple-minded creature, so that's what he would do. Uh, negative three. 
seriously doubt Grunwald's gonna fuck that up, but we'll roll just in case. Um, Grunwald is going to block. And Ooh. he passes. Oh, I don't have the shield skill on him. Yeah, he definitely blocks that. And gets a point of advantage. Oh, he has two advantage. I didn't have this advantage from before. So he's fine. He totally, totally blocks that. Okay. Uh, other orcs. Um, this guy is going to attack Grunwald. Oh my god, I have so many character sheets up. Hold on a second. Let me get my shit under control here. Okay, attacking. Plus three. Grunwald. My oh wait, there we go. Sorry. Uh, Grunwald plus two. Okay, so he passes, gains another point of advantage, and then uh, this orc here is going to attack the handgunner. All right, handgunner on the east side of the map being targeted by an orc and you are outnumbered. And you have these handguards gotten other turns? I feel like they haven't, they wouldn't like once and haven't gone again. Did we skip them again? Oh, you know what? One of the handguards got killed and they got taken off the initiative track. Hey. They're, they're after the, the, the orcs. I think they've missed like the past two turns. No, they attacked last turn. They fired. Oh, remember? They, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Too bad. There's hundreds of orcs. Deal with it. Uh, Orc has plus four. Who's attacking where? Handgunners. Uh, this is a melee. What do they have? Can they defend with their handguns in melee? Uh, sure. They also have dodge. Probably better off dodging, actually. Uh, they trained in dodge? 35. Just put probably better. Sure, they'll try to dodge. Hell no. Ew. Okay, so that's 11... That is 17 damage to the right arm. I. That will probably kill them. Oof. Oh, they have no armor. They have no armor at all. Uh, so oh. Yeah, that'll kill them. They're, they're, they're naked. <laughs> well, mostly they'd have light armor, which would be plus one. I don't think it's going to help against 17 damage, though. Uh, nope, that'll still kill them, even, even with light armor. Okay, this orc's gonna try to make a name for himself and charge Grunwald. Uh, let's see if he can do it. He's charged, and he outnumbers? He does. Little orc that could. Plus six. Grunwald has advantage, though. Quite a lot of advantage, as a matter of fact. And he... Plus five, what is this? Error when running shields are... Okay, I don't think Ah, Grunwald fails by one and gets hit. The orc does eight damage. Grunwald's a tough guy, though. Doesn't do a whole lot. But Grunwald does lose his advantage that he had stacked there. 
And Hoflich, you can see, despite Grunwald's excellent swordsmanship, he is trying to fight three guys right now, and it uh, one of them sneaks past his guard. You see a cut form up on his arm. And then over here in the north part of the camp, this orc is chasing down the state troopers that ran uh. with a charge. Get him! Minus two. Okay. You rolling? Yeah, I'll roll for them. Okay. Ooh. Uh, mm. minus three. Fail. Fail. Yeah. Take, uh, okay, so this would be five. Why is it saying eight damage? I don't know. Because this five, it says five by you. And I only, there's only, uh, it's it's subtracting two from his damage because of his success level. Let me let me check. I don't think that's right. Because the damage is supposed to be uh, the difference in success levels, mm -hmm. which is why it's saying eight. Because his base damage is seven, and there's a difference of one, which would be eight. Okay, yeah. So it, it's showing us both. It's showing us what it would be if it was just a regular test. Oh. Yeah, that's why. Okay, so it is eight damage. Okay. Because it, it doesn't count as a failed test for him eight because damage he to the body. You. Yeah, so uh, eight damage to the body. Okay. Which probably going to kill that guy because he has one health. Oh, well, yeah. What, what do you mean? <laughs> Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dies nameless between two tents, stabbed in the back. <laughs> what a way to go, man. Welcome to Warhammer. All right, well, this guy's going to get dogpiled first by this orc. Oh, we're going we gonna to teach you. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll do this guy, too. Teach you to fight off these orcs. Okay, this guy's outnumbered. Plus five. Oh, boy, here it comes. Oh. 12 damage to the body. What's that like? Oh. The orc He's, He's up. <laughs> okay, the next orc's going to shimmy around the side here. And also dogpile you. Uh, he's got plus what 30. Oh, he's got plus 40 because you're outnumbered. Only plus one. Mm hmm. You can do it, Empire State Troopers. I believe in you. <gasps> oh Critical my God. fumble! Oh, you stumble and are stabbed repeatedly in the body. Uh, for 11 more damage. Oh, 11 more to the body. Uh, so... He's still up. No way. Really? Wow. Well, that's, it's, uh, yeah. Well, oh, no. Yeah, that first hit was only eight damage, I guess. Yeah. Well. He's got, oh, yeah, yeah he's. You took he's, 12, and then you took another 11. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, be, he's got <laughs> one more in him. The orc with one health, one oh. advantage, and outnumbering bonus. This orc's got plus 50, Kyle. Which one is he? The injured one on the far east side. He's got one health left. Okay. In his dying throws, plus three. Well, the injured orc cleaves you in the arm, in the body, and the sword comes out your back, dousing blood over these tents, and the orcs howl with glee. State troopers, it's not great. Uh, We'll start with the guys in the middle by... Grunwald. Eric, I believe that's you. Okay. Let's see. Let's start with this one. Against the injured one, I'm assuming. Yeah, the one right in front of him. Yep. Negative two. Uh, negative four. Uh, you, would, you would have outnumbering, though. You'd have... Yeah, I think you would. Yeah, you'd have really? plus 20. So you'll also have negative two, so you'll win the fight. Okay. Uh, so what's the base damage of the helper of your weapon? Base damage is seven. Is it? That doesn't sound it's, right. That's what it says on the halberd. Let's double check that. I'm having trouble finding the halberd. Hold on a second. No problem. Really, GM screen? The fucking halberd is not on the GM screen. There's no way. There's no, I don't believe this. Let's. Ch- it's a fucking pole arm, right? Yep. Group pole arm, reach long. It says damage plus seven. Okay, so in someone's almighty wisdom, we don't have the rules for a halberd. A halberd cubicle seven, the base weapon of the standard Empire soldier. Do I need to remind you most of the game takes place within the fucking Empire? Why the fuck do I need the rules for a pike? We, That's we not an Empire ru- weapon. We have the so rules for the helper in the character sheets. I don't care, Matt. It's the GM screen. It's so I don't have to take extra time. Why? Who thought that was a good idea? Someone needs to be fired. Ugh. I, I don't believe this. I, I'm not happy about this, fellas. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to my congressman. I think your congressman's going to give a fuck. He better. This is a fucking travesty. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Strength bonus plus four, so that would be seven. Uh, And it was... So it's just seven damage because there's no difference in... Yeah. Okay. Same. Uh, Well, this orc is still standing... He's almost dead, but he's still there. He does lose his advantage, though. You can gain a point. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. I just... Oops. This orc is dead. I'm sorry. I was marking off the wrong one. Okay. It's this guy over here that Grunwald's fighting. Okay, so then I guess the one just above that... Whoa, is that guy going to move at all? That just attacked? Oh, this one? That just attacked? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess he'll move straight forward. Oh, wait. Grun- you hear Grunwald he- like shout as as you cut that orc down. He's like, "Get the hell out of here!" 
Okay, so he's going to run backwards. Do you have any advantage? Yeah, you have to burn your advantage, I... otherwise you get attack okay. opportunity. Okay, yeah, he had the one advantage he just gained, so he'll burn that. Okay, well, you can move four unless you want to run. Oh, no, you can't run because you attacked, so just do four. And then other state trooper. Uh, Obviously, um... Grunwald's shouting for you guys to retreat. Okay, uh, I guess he'll follow. And last two state troopers. You guys can hear the shouts even above the battle of Commander Grunwald shouting for you guys to retreat. You see a couple other state troopers stumble through the trees, a little beat up, but mostly unhurt. Uh, what do these other two state troopers do? You're in the left. Well, I think the state trooper on the far left is going to see Schultzman trying to fight off all these dudes, the big guys. He's going to actually get a charge in and assist. Give him a good old pour the Empire. Charge into there and target this guy. All right. Like a true hero of the Empire. Plus three. Uh, Minus zero. zero, so he blocks. Okay. And this other state trooper will both go on two, three, four, charge this guy here. Hey, uh, you will have outnumbering against that guy. So plus 20. Actually, wait, no, because it's 3v3. Everybody, yeah, sorry, it's not, it's not plus 20. So pass by three. Pass by three, and orc passes by two. Oh, yeah, so that's going to be eight damage. Okay. Well, eight damage that, that dude there. That's better than zero damage, right? It sure is. You you cut him. He bleeds a little. Don't think it bothers him too much. He's an oh, he loves it. We're but. undoing their outnumbering, so. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. Uh, <laughs> take, take your advantage. And Geshner, you're up. Alright. Um, I mean, the fort is fine. I guess he's just gonna move forward a little bit further. If I could do a better German accent, I would, but I won't shame the German people by trying. It mine was very bad. Just get the hell out of here. <laughs> so let's go, yeah? Okay. Meanwhile, back in Averheim. Oh. As Grunwald and his boys are fighting to the death. Let's get a little less intense music here. And uh tell me what you guys are gonna do. And uh if you guys have any other discussions before you guys split up, now's the time. Otherwise we can uh we can split up here. Uh, because we're cutting back to our main characters. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, Levope and Egon should be pretty, pretty set. Okay. Uh, well, why don't we start with 
Uh, Start with Father Brufer. Or tell me what they have idea of what this thing might be. In addition to that, I would also inform them of the individual who is dead in the library needs to be taken care of. That's what I want to do. You there, Chris? We lost him, boys. If he's not back in 15 minutes, class is canceled. That's right. <laughs> Thumbs the rules. Sorry about that. Some cat action going on and make sure nobody's killing each other. Uh, did you hear what I said? I did, yes. Okay. I've got my, my portable headset on. Okay, so you will make your way to the Temple of Sigmar, which is just outside the castle grounds. And... You get there. Uh, probably seek out the head priest. Um, so... Yeah, he'll take a look at the ring, but he doesn't like when you tell him like there's a there's a body in the castle. He kind of looks at you like, "What concern is that of mine?" Concern of that of yours? There's a individual who needs to be brought to the Garden of Moor so that his soul can be returned to those of returned to Sigmar. He may not have been an honorable one, but and death, all are created equal. And he should be brought back with all the others to the gardens. Uh, the priest gives you a strange look for a moment as you say this, and then he asks, what do you mean he was a dishonorable one? He took his own life when, present when confronted with questioning before anything would be done. He took his own life. So clearly he had dark deeds and dark intents and knew knew something that should not have been known. And so he, he chose to take his own life. Some sort of foul concoction he consumed. He gives you a long, hard stare and he says, And Father Bruford, where are you from exactly? Mm why is that of concern well i don't know how you do things wherever it is you come from but here in averheim as long as this temple is under my jurisdiction i will not be giving any proper burials to those that seem to be suggested of heresy and second if it's such a concern of yours i might question your resolve and judgment as well and thirdly if you want the priests of Moor involved, you can go get the priests of Moor yourself. So be I have it. No, I have no jurisdiction inside the Averheim. So be it then. Anyway, well, this individual was holding, I was in possession of this ring, and this ring possesses a symbol of it that seems strangely familiar to me, but I can't quite place it. I was hoping someone here could be of assistance to help me identify what this symbol indicates, what it means. And now I'll, I'll hand the ring over and show the, show the symbol. He takes it and he looks it over for a moment. His eyes kind of narrow a bit. He says, 
seems familiar to me as well, but I don't recognize it. Seems to carry a bit, a bit of an ill omen about it. Even just scribbling it down on a piece of paper made me feel uneasy. And you said you got this from this dead man? Yes, he was wearing this upon his person. It was cleverly hidden under, on the underside of this ring where others could not see it. And yet you wish to see this man have a proper burial. I do not know precisely what this man has or has not done in his life. And yes, in, in, it does indicate that he lived a unlawful life. But that doesn't mean that perhaps in death his soul can maybe be redeemed in Sigmar's light. I can only hope he can maybe choose a better path in the afterlife. Give me a charm test at plus 20. Pass by five. The priest stares at you for a very long time without saying anything. So he's carefully contemplating what you said. And finally, he breaks this kind of awkward silence and he says... Well, Father, if you truly believe his soul could be redeemed by Sigmar, that's your business. I myself think otherwise. If you wish to seek out the Garden of Moor, it's on the outside of the city. South gates. Between the south gates. Well, I shall confer with them. Thank you for your input, brother. He just gives you a nod. Gives you back the ring. Meanwhile, so hostile. Athenara. Yep. I'm going to go check in on the Hobbit. They're not the Hobbit. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> <Sister> Frodo. <laughs> Going on an adventure. Okay, yeah, you can trash down uh, Hayfoot. He's still in his office working on uh, piles and piles of paper. Okay. Uh,. I'll walk in and be like, uh, thank you for the lead earlier. Um, it was a big help. Uh, do you happen to know of any additional acquaintances of, is it Ferris? Oh, Phineas. Um, Phineas. Well, glad, glad to hear it helped. Did it, uh, did it pan out the way you wanted? Uh, you know, we're still tracking down some information. Um, do you happen to know of any other acquaintances he might have had or places he frequented uh, I, you might be able to try with some of the other um, some of the other scribes here in the in the castle I, I don't really know who his personal friends were I, I certainly don't really know what he did outside these walls I'm afraid I can't help you there uh, uh, any anyone he worked with more closely than others he scratches his chin for a moment and he says, um, uh, well, I, I guess you could ask, um, Bartholomew or, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Cassandra, I think is her name. I, I, I'm not really on a name to name basis with a lot of them. Uh, she's, uh, 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 
brunette, short, big green eyes. Thank you. I uh, appreciate your help. Is there, is there anybody he happened to not get along with? Mm. He kind of scratches his chin for a minute, and he like kind of kind of thinks, puts his hand in his or his chin in his hand. He's like, uh, no, I. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so sorry, my friend. I. I, I don't really know the man all that well. I, I just. Yeah, those are two people that I'm pretty sure are co-workers of his. Um, the only reason I know him is uh, mostly because he's he's been coming around recently. Uh, you know, with with some of his his packages and letters that have been delivered, sent out. Uh, I mean, is before there anything that, of his left here. Uh, he's like, well, let let me check. And he starts digging through, and he, he goes through the basket that you saw earlier for outgoing mail. And he kind of shakes his head. He says, I'm afraid not. Nothing nothing else that was to be sent out uh, today. So anything else that was, you know, has already been gone, and I don't have any, any letters here uh, addressed to him. Oh. Well, I appreciate your help anyways. Thank you very much. Of course. And he, uh, you know, he kind of goes back through that big log that you guys were going through earlier. And he flips through a couple pages and he says, you know, um, yeah, it's been, uh, well, it's been, looks like four or five days. Uh, yeah, five, five days, it looks like, since uh, his last, his last correspondence uh, of any sort. Do you Don't know, know who if that helps. Too? Uh, it looks like it was something he received. Something he received? From, do you know from who he received it from? Uh, it just sits from Altdorf, that's all I can tell you. Altdorf. Ah. Alright. Appreciated. Thank you. Good luck. Take care. Okay. Uh, the Redbeard. You and the Volpe. All right, so headed? let's. We are uh, still uh, in the library, I believe, um, asking other scholars if they recognize the symbol. Uh, so right, I'm you guys were gonna ask some of the. Okay. Yeah, so I'm imagining that um, with Lavolpe's charm, he's gonna be the talker, and uh, big lumbering Egon's just gonna be holding the, the the like piece of parchment like in front of him, <laughs> like okay. it's show and tell. Sure, sure. Okay, well, uh, you guys start asking around, like, some of the other scribes and some of the other people that you find here that appear to work in, in some of the libraries. Um, a lot of them are going to and from where the court proceedings are starting to take place that Schwartzhelm is overseeing. Uh, so there's a lot of activity in that regards. Uh, some of them are there, you know, permanently taking, sorry, permanently taking notes and, and transcriptions and things like that, but occasionally you're able to find one. Uh, you do learn that there is a very large library kind of in the in the bowels of the castle, and it looks like that's kind of the, the primary, like, I don't want to say vault of knowledge, but that's what it feels like because, it, it, you know, it's down like in the lower levels. But mm -hmm. like I said, it's a big castle, and, you know, you're talking about a capital city castle, so there's plenty of other rooms in here that are basically miniature libraries or you know places where some of these scribes and some of these other castle employees people that work here you know hang out or, or do their jobs so you talk to a couple different people and 
Um, we'll do a couple charm tests here from ye old Lavolpe. Ooh. Do three of them here. Okay, well, uh, his, uh, <laughs> his first one, I don't know why some of them did private, some did, well, the first one he totally fails with a 99. Uh, looks like he probably offends that person and they just, they walk off. Um, and the other two, you know, he gets mixed responses, kind of lukewarm reception at most. Looks like a lot of these people are in a rush to get, you know, to what they're doing. Looks like they're kind of busy with all that's going on with the election happening. So there's, uh, you don't get a whole lot of information. I, um, I had an idea. Okay. Um, say plan A, which was Lavolpe, didn't work. Could plan B be Egon trying to intimidate them? Uh... Yes. So the first, give me the first one. Give me an intimidation. Uh, that one is going to be at negative ten because the okay. Volpe critically failed. So this okay. this person's already <laughs> in a disposition where they don't even want to be around you. So All right. this one will be negative. All right. Wow. Okay. Um. It looks like you kind of you kind of back him into a corner as he's trying to walk away, and he kind of stops and you know he's disgruntled, but he looks like he takes your threat seriously, and he kind of like relents and he's like, okay, okay, what do you what do you want? Let's make it fast. I gotta get back to work. Uh, I basically just shove the symbol in his face. Uh, do you recognize this at all? Uh, he's like, no. No, I don't. Give me an intuition test. Plus four. You can't really tell if this guy's telling the truth or not. Hmm. This guy's a scholar. No, he's some sort of scribe that probably works here in the in the castle, or maybe for one of the contenders groups. Did you give me an age range? Thirties. Can I bop him in the nose? If you'd like to, sure. I'd, li I'd like to bop him in the nose. Okay, give me an attack roll. Melee brawling. Oh my gosh. Negative one, he ducks under your uh, swing and you punch one of the bookshelves and knock a couple books off. Oh, and yeah. a couple people are looking in your guy's direction and he... Uh, He's like, what's the big idea? And he just, like, basically turns tail and, and bolts out of the room. The guy's trying to kill me! Uh, yeah. I... Vol Volpe's got, he's doing a, a fucking face palm. <laughs> oh, mamma mia. Yeah, I just look and shrug at Volpe and said, I, I, I don't think he was telling the truth. I think there's more to this. I think there's more to this symbol than anybody's letting on. Well, yes, of course, but uh, is punching him in the face going to do anything? You probably I didn't see you doing off. anything. Oh, I'm just doing all the talking. That's all. And failing. He looks at the books on the floor as if that's all the evidence he needs for a rebuttal. And Egon would probably <laughs> sheepishly pick some of them up. And just not put them back carefully, just kind of shove them on shelves. 
yeah, it's really awkward as everyone watches you and you like try to put these things back and, um, you know, Lavolpe like hushes you guys out of there as quickly as he can, you know. Um, the the second one, uh, he passed his charm test. So that person you feel when they tell you they don't know anything. Uh, I mean, they're they're a little bit more receptive. Uh, uh-huh. So they talk for a little bit longer, but you don't really get any information from them. And the third person, uh, again, not as bad as his first attempt, but you feel, you know, you feel inclined to step in with your Intimidate and try to okay. see if you get any information out of this guy. So go ahead. Is this one straight up or minus 10? This is straight up. Yeah, he didn't get a critical fail on this okay. one. Oh, jeez, dude. But you did get a critical failure. Yep. Uh... So yeah, you you whatever you say to this guy. So my um, oh my my threat was gonna be um, tell me what I want to know or I'll make you look at my eye. And I like start to lift up the eye the like eye patch. Uh, he slams the book shut that he's got open, and he stands up like abruptly, and he gets yeah. right in your face, and he's like, "Show me that eye, and I'll take the other one." And he like kind of just walks past you and gives you the, the you know the clash of shoulders as he run as he walks past you. Uh, Lavolpe goes. What was that about failing? And uh, yeah, <laughs> Egon would kind of have a clenched fist and then remember all the books and just like slowly unclench his fist and look down. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, with Father Bruford, what do you do after your discussion with the warrior or the priest of uh, at the temple? I'll go to the the Garden of Moor. Okay, that's a long walk, as you can see. It's number eleven here on the map, so you got to go pretty much the other side of the city. Um, would you, where's my notes? Make sure I got the right notes here. Would you please give me a perception test at, let's just straight up. The 96, so, no. <laughs> um, when I did the private role for LaVolpe, what does it show on your guy's screen? Does it show anything? Uh, when did you make the roll? Just uh, before uh, Egon's... The charm? It just, just says e- the success levels. Yeah, just success levels, not what you rolled. So, Egon, your your roll where you did your melee brawl, where you got negative one? Yeah. What does it show before that? Uh, 63 versus 58. No, no, no. Like, oh. I did I did a private roll for Lavolpe before that. Does it show any sort of entry for you guys? Oh, no. So what's the next entry before the brawling one? Uh, Egon's intuition. 19 versus 51? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm just trying to see how it actually shows these things. Oh. Okay, that's all I need to know. All right. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so Father Bruford, you are making your way through the city streets, and it's it's a long walk. Uh, the city is warm and hot and uncomfortable. The summer months are definitely here. And uh, it's not as busy or as smelly as it is in Altdorf. But 
you know, you follow the main thoroughfare until you get to the the end of the city, or I'm sorry, the end of the the street, and you get to these the gates, which are currently open, so you're able to easily go outside, and then you can go enter the Garden of Moore. Somewhat similar to the Garden of Moore, way back in Stromdorf, it's a separate walled little area, and um, yeah, eventually you can find like where the priest of Moore would be hanging out. All right, I will uh, approach a priest of Moore. I will inform them that there is a corpse that needs to be dealt with back in the library in the castle. And I will also show them the ring and show them the symbol on the ring. Like this individual who has who has died in the castle was wearing this. And I have a faint recollection of the symbol, but I was wondering if you could perhaps give me some more insight if you are familiar with this, what the symbol means. All right. So you, what when you meet this guy, do you introduce yourself? Or you're just like. There's a oh, body oh, at the castle. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll okay. introduce myself as, you know, a. Uh... Okay. No, you don't have to do it. I just want to make sure. Yeah, okay. I introduce myself. All right. So, uh, yeah, he, he, you know, greets you and he says, um, uh, not very often I get uh, a, a fellow priest of the Sigmarite order here, Father. You know, and he, uh, he introduces himself as well and he says, you know, what can I do for you? And you tell him, okay, there, there's a body. And he says, um, are you are you here on official business? Is this an uh, official request from the Averheim? Not from the Averheim directly. I'm acting more independently at the moment. But uh, know that the Church of Sigmar is in fact involved in this and what's going on here, and we're doing some cleanup. He says, I understand. Uh, but uh, you must understand as well, Father, that without an official uh, invitation, uh, I cannot simply send anyone to the Everheim. Well, send someone with me, and I'll give them the access they need. I will allow them in. Uh, he says, very well, we can get a... Uh... Hold on, cat is destroying stuff. He says, I can, uh, I can send a, uh, a cart with one of my, uh, one of my acolytes. Appreciate that. And, and then you, you ask him about the, uh, uh, the ring. Yes. And he takes a look at it and you can tell that he, his eyes kind of go wide a little bit and, uh, he almost kind of like instinctively kind of holds it out like away from him and like for you to take it back he's like where did you find this father this individual was wearing this ring he was hiding it upon himself he says do you not recognize these symbols uh, it seems somewhat familiar to me but it's, it's exact description no I, I, do, I do not recognize well I, I I'm no expert uh and I, I, I mean no heresy when I say this, Father, but I, I think that's a symbol of the Ruinous Powers. Ruinous Powers? It's another term for the Chaos Gods. In order no, 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 I, I know, I know. Okay, okay. I mean, that... Well, perhaps that explains why he acted the way he did. Hmm. This is very troubling. He says, I, I, I don't 
recognize that exact symbol, but it looks similar to others that I know of, others that I've I've encountered in the past. And then he, what he have you like, encountered in the he, past? He, his voice, he kind of lowers his voice to a whisper, and he says, I think it it looks similar to to that of uh, of she who thirsts, and mm. also somewhat looks like the architect of fate, the changer of ways. She who thirsts would be Slanesh, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um... Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, Father Bruford, you would have probably a basic understanding of the four chaos gods. So you might not necessarily recognize those two titles, but, you know, you're a level three warrior priest at this point. So, um, you know, even if you don't, you might be able to put those together. And if not, if you ask him, he would explain. So, yeah, that seems to be what he's what he's referencing. Well, in this individual, it's clearly dealing with heresy and, and the ruinous powers. Uh, how would you deal with one such as that to make sure that they are forever forgotten? Um, now, Father, you know the answer to that as well as I do. Put them to the burning pyre. Well, that seems to me that's the only place this individual can go. He says, uh... I... I, uh... I am hesitant to send one of my acolytes to deal with such a task. Especially if it is in the, uh, the Everheim itself. But it's troubling, no? Extremely troubling. How is it they got so close to the, the, the castle itself dealing with that, those type of heresy? Clearly they're working in the shadows, and clearly they're not working alone. He says, many good questions, Father, but beyond my scope of responsibilities, I'm afraid. Oh, I very much appreciate your insight in this matter. Uh, I will I will personally escort any of your acolytes who be willing to descend to gather this individual and the placement upon the pyre. I definitely have a vested interest in making sure their souls forever burned. Uh, he says, "Is there uh, is there to be no investigation?" Just oh, the investigation. I I'm myself and a, a dedicated team are, are actively working on. This is not end here. I assure you that. Give me a charm test at plus twenty. That's by four. Very well. Uh, it's definitely more in, in your realm, your scope of uh, expertise, I would imagine. So, uh, very well. I will I will send uh, I'll send my acolyte Jonathan, and he you know he calls to him and he tells him you know get get the cart and escort Father Bruford here back to the Averheim. There's a body that needs to be removed. But make sure no one other than Father Bruford touches it. Bring it back here as soon as you can. Jonathan, there's work to be done. Yes, sir. And he uh, he starts pulling the cart. Yes. 
Oh, they probably have a horse, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they'll have a horse. It's capital city. Probably have a horse to. So you guys can ride in the cart together, and he'll uh, drive you back to the the palace. Okay, well, I'll I'll do that. All right, Athenara, what are you gonna do? Uh, I guess I'm gonna head back to. Who said the we're gonna meet back at the library? Uh, he said, yeah, he said the the lobby of the main lobby. library. Okay. So. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head over there and just kind of ask if uh, anybody has seen uh, Bartholomew or um, is it Carolyn Christine? Uh, Matt, I don't know if you remember why I'm laughing at this, but I know uh, exactly why you're laughing at uh, this. That is so funny. <laughs> I'm like, God, you don't remember? You're not sure? You don't remember? Yeah. Uh, uh, I had the name, Bartholomew, <laughs> and I just had it. I made sure to remember it. Clearly not. Well, we can start with Bartholomew. Okay. Um, I'm going to look for a brunette with green eyes. Okay. Well, at least you do remember that. Very good. Give me a gossip test at plus 20. Oh, critical Ooh. success with a one. All right. Well, you definitely find Bartholomew eventually. A uh, younger chap in his 20s. Uh, his hair is kind of kind of spiky and messy. Uh, kind of a sandy brown hair. Clean-shaven lad. Uh, wearing typical scribish clothes. You know, big uh, kind of over-robes, cloak sort of thing. And it looks like he's um, scribbling away. A very big pile of papers when you find him. He says, yes, I'm I'm Bartholomew. Can I help you? I'm just going to pull up a seat next to him and be like, uh, I heard you've worked with uh, Phineas. What uh, what can you tell me about him? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, what was it you wanted to know exactly? And he, he obviously, he, he looks suspiciously at you when you ask this. Uh, just some friends and I are kind of gathering some information on some dealings in town and just uh, he came up in conversation. Is he a friend of yours? Give me a charm test, please. Plus one. He says, uh, not really. I mean, the guy's, you know, a bit older than me. I work with him occasionally, but I wouldn't exactly say we're friends. Not like we go out to the pub or anything. Do you know anybody who is friends with him? I honestly, he's like, I think your best bet is probably, uh, uh, Ashendorfer. You know, I mean, he's kind of his boss, being the, the lore master. Um, but I, I've seen them chatting occasionally, so maybe him. Does, uh, do you know who he, uh, writes to? Vern Altdorf? No. Didn't even know he wrote to anybody in Altdorf. I mean, I would imagine, especially with, uh, you know, with the uh, the proceedings going on, a lot of talk between us and Altdorf. So, when did uh, when did 
Phineas, uh, start working with you guys. Oh, Phineas has been here before I was, so... Years? Um, he didn't keep any specific company. Just kept to himself. As far as I know. Like I said, we just kind of work together, you know? I don't even have a room here in the palace. I, you know, my place is outside, so... You know, come in, do my... Do my ten hours and go home. Well, thank you. Thank you for your help. Um, do you recognize this? I'll show him the picture. Mm. No. Sorry. Alright, thank you. Alright. Well, at that point, Egon and Lavolpe would probably meet up with you at some point uh, and tell you how much great success they had with things. And as you guys meet up, you can hear some commotion and uh, you hear like someone someone comes down there and kind of like shouts like there's there's been a murder. And uh, you, people start to kind of look up and from what they're doing and there's a lot of, you know, commotion and, and scrambling and you can hear. Uh, basically from what people are saying that obviously someone has found Phineas's body. Meanwhile, we're going to go back to Grunwald for one more round of combat here to finish out the night as we get into round four. So, let's hop over to our other map here and do just that. So, at the start of this turn... More greenskins have arrived, continuing to make their way into the fight and flooding the camp from every direction. Let's add a few more orcs here and here. All right, Grunwald is up at the start of the turn. He is going to attack this injured orc here try to get a little bit of breathing room. Uh, combat. Here we go. With a plus seven. It's pretty good for the for that commander there. Plus three from the orc. Grunwald deals 11 damage. Uh, the orc is almost cut down, but it is still standing. And Grunwald is going to burn his point of advantage to fall back here. So he's next to you, Holflick. And you see he's kind of... You, you've trained and you've fought with this guy for years. So you're used to how you guys work in formation. And uh, he kind of gets near you, kind of locks your shields together to try to form up and, and fight against this orc. And during the fighting, as he draws back, he's like, Where's the others? Where's Geshner? And that is Grunwald's turn. Handgunners, you get a turn here. I think we did skip a turn for you guys, so you can do one turn here to try to reload your guns. And then we'll basically do two turns back to back, so... If you want to uh, try to reload, and then try to fire. Um, I can start with the guys on the left. Okay, go for it. Hello, oh. guys below. How do I know if they're reloaded or not? 
Um, if you if you go to the combat tab, you can hit the thing that says reload three under the handgun. And oh, this what the fuck? This guy doesn't have trappings. What the hell? Hold on, that's not right. Okay, let me get rid of this token. He's got what? One advantage? Let's remember that. Okay, this guy's got one. This one should have. Okay, there you go. Uh, so yeah, hit the reload button. It should do a reload test. The reload button mean the actual handgun skill? No, if you go hmm. under handgun under your combat tab, so yeah. it says reload three. I think that's a button you can click. Okay, well, I'm assuming that I can't actually click it. It means it's reloaded then? Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You see underneath handgun, it says loaded, and there's a little circle next to it. Oh, got it. Yeah. So it's currently okay. not loaded. So uh, click the handgun to make an attack because it's a ranged attack. That's how you reload. Okay, so I guess I'll, I'll start with these guys here in the far left. And I guess they're not loaded. Yep. Well, I'll click the button to try to load. I guess that they fail to load. Okay, so you get one success level automatically. That's our house rule. But you need two more. So now this turn, you do another reload test. So it's reload three for the handgun. Pass okay. by two. So you are. Okay. So I'm going to click this now. You're loaded. Uh, but you can't fire this turn because that's your turn just reloading. Um, you can still move, though, if you'd like. Let's kind of have them, like, get over here. Okay. Um... I don't know if reloading counts for advantage. Let's see. So is there like a token or something? So I know that these individual guys are reloaded because I know that it, I'm looking at, looking at one character sheet. And it's not going to know which which unit is loaded, which one isn't. If you click on the token, if you double click on the token, it'll pull up that token's character sheet. You can see one of them is loaded right now, and one of them is not. Gotcha. So that's what you got to do. Gotcha. Um, okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Don't do the main character sheet because every token is drawn off of that. Got so. it. Okay. Um, let's see. Succeeding on a skill. I think you would have lost advantage last turn because you failed the first test. And then you would have gained advantage this turn because you passed the test. So you'd okay. be at one again. Okay, other handgunners. So these guys appear to be loaded. Oh, no, no, sorry. They're not loaded. Yeah. So they need to get okay, tested. Do a roll. Pass by three. Oh, okay. Uh, you can fire this turn because you got all of it in one round. Okay. Um, I'm going to have these guys move over here to the left-hand side. I guess kind of be in this upper upper area and take a shot at the big dude down here. Okay. Uh, plus 20 for range, minus 20 for shooting into combat. Hey. Does he count as a big target, though? No, he's the same size. He's just oh. like, a little he's bit bigger. Little bigger boy. He's still normal size. Ooh. Oh, oh critical fumble. Ah, that's a shame. Oh, what was the? Hold on. Black. No, it's black powder. Dangerous. What is this? Any failed test, including a nine, either tens or units die, results in a fumble. Okay, so that's what's happening here. However, I was actually checking for the, uh, you know, guns can explode rule. We need to check. 
Uh, if you're using a black powder weapon and roll a fumble, that is also an even number. Which you... What did you roll? Did you roll an even number? 95. Uh, so no. That is... Okay, so it's just a failed shot, and he's got to reload. Okay. Yep. And that's those two guys then. Your fumble, your weapon takes a point of damage, so it does one less damage now. Uh, okay. Wallenstein. Uh, Wallenstein, that's my guy. Okay. Well, he's seeing his buddy here being in trouble, so he's gonna go and try to help engage with all that as well. Okay. He's gonna come down to here and attack this this orc. Okay. You'll and I get outnumbering, right? Yes, plus 20 for outnumbering, you got it. Alright. So, combat, hand weapon. Minus one. fire, 20. Roll. Plus six. So that's going to be 13 damage. Okay, 13. Not a bad hit. Okay, that orc is grievously wounded. Hey. Schutzman. Schutzman will then also follow up on the same guy here, see if we can finish this guy off. He's going to attack. He's got, what, outnumbering by one or uh, two? It's by... Uh, it's just by two, so it's still plus 20. Okay. I'll click this token. Combat. Minus three from the orc. And weapon. Uh, minus zero. So that's uh, going to be a difference of three. It's be nine damage. I think it's more. Well, there, there, he's base damage six and a difference of three. So no, 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 no. See, it's it's like I said, the it's doing the base damage considering your your negatives there, but your your base damage is not six. You have a hand weapon which is base damage four. And strength your, bonus of two. Oh, I'm sorry, they're only strength two. That's right. I yeah. rolled really shitty on their stats. Well, on that stat, I guess. Um, no, it is right. So how much? Seven damage. Eight, nine nine damage. damage. Yep. Uh. That is enough to kill this orc. Oh, nice. He is down. Yeah, these guys are tanky. They don't really do a lot of damage. Hey, Hopelich. Alongside right. Grunwald, you have uh, plus 20 for outnumbering and drilled. Uh, okay, that doesn't matter. So, yeah, plus 20 for outnumbering. Alrighty. Minus six. Oh boy, that's a big whiff. Plus one. Uh, so how much is that? Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, yeah. Okay. That orc is pretty hurt from that hit. Take a point of advantage. Greenskin horde is up. All right. Uh. This guy's going to step through and attack you, Geshner. He comes charging through after stabbing that Empire soldier in the back. Oh, he... plus, plus three. Okay, hmm. you block. Take a point of advantage. He loses his. Uh, this other orc is going to charge in. Ooh, this might hurt. 
this guy has three advantage and they outnumber you. Plus six. Uh, plus, Ooh, plus four. four. Plus five with the shield defensive. Uh, so he's going to hit you for 14 damage, right? Oh, no, nine damage. That's right. Okay. Nine damage, nine damage to the right arm. Right arm. Keep in mind your shield bonus of plus two armor. Oh, okay. Okay, these two are coming after Grunwald. First guy. Plus four. Grunwald. Uh, he gets negative zero. Oh, boy. Well, Grunwald takes another hit. He's doing fine with health, but he does take a hit there. Uh, this other orc... Also coming in with a minus five. Grunwald is going to swing back at or block with the shield. And he gets a critical success getting a badly cut toe. Orc has a bleeding condition and loses a toe. Oh boy. Alright, well, that orc takes a little damage from that. Okay. Um, this orc against you, Hoflick. Oh no, that orc already yes, went. Sir. He already went. My bad. Oh. Uh, orc in the tent. This guy's gonna move up here and attack you. Give me a defensive roll, please. Nine at minus two. Orcs aren't doing too great. Other orcs moving in. Oh. Minus zero. You block. Gain a point of advantage. Uh, Gashner, you got one more orc who comes charging around the corner. Okay. With a minus one. I'm sorry, minus... No, he'd have plus 40 because he outnumbers you, so that's actually plus three. Okay. Okay, so you're Oops. at minus two, so he's going to do seven, eight, twelve damage to your right arm. And these orcs over here are going to begin to climb. And finally, orcs over here. Orc against the state trooper. Far left side of the map. Critical fumble. Alright, uh, which state? This guy this, right here. Okay. This handles his weapon. That's not good. Any advantage? No. Combat. Halberd roll. Um, and you lock. So you're good. Okay. Gain advantage. And finally, the big un against Schutzman. Uh, this is straight up with just regular advantage, nothing else. Oh, the big un rolls a hundred! Whoa. Okay. Uh, hits one random ally in range. <laughs> uh, well, don't roll 100, Schutzman. Okay, you block the attack, and you stagger the orc back, and he clobbers the orc behind him with a big old hit on the head and does some damage to him as well. He roars in rage and loses his advantage. You've got him on the ropes. Okay, we'll do the two state troops in the middle who were retreating. What do you do? 
think Eric, you're the middle guys? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I guess they would just keep moving if they were told to retreat. Okay. Yeah, the exit's up here. The, there you go, towards that area. Uh, other two state troopers that are in the fight. Uh, so, I the one state troop move up to assist Schultzman against the big gun. So he's going to make an attack. Okay. Big un coming at you with a big, big. Ooh, with Ooh. a real bad roll. They both fail by one. Okay. Uh, however, you do beat him because. Really? Uh, well, you've got outnumbering right now, right? Oh, did I factor that in? I don't think I. Oh, I don't think I factored that in. Oh, it's definitely be against versus an 80s. I would have passed by one. That would have been a crit success, not a crit fail. I forgot to factor in the, the outnumbering. Oh, he, he, and he, he has two advantage right now? Yeah, so I factored the two advantage. I didn't factor in the plus 20 for outnumbering. Oh, so technically, okay. Technically, well, it's, you... a, it's a crit success then. Oh, praise Sigmar. So the um, weapon becomes nine damage and a crit success. Okay, hold on. Let's do the damage first here. Nine damage. Oh, that's laughable against this guy, but that's fine. Okay, well, he does bleed. Uh, confirm. Can confirm. They do bleed. Okay. Uh, go ahead, and do you have access to the critical table? Uh, uh, I do. Uh, what okay, it was I the hit? right leg. Right leg. Right leg. Leg. <laughs> Did you do minus 20? Uh, No. Hold on, uh, how do I do this? That's okay, Wait. I can just... Oh, I just click it, it just rolled automatically. Well, it rolled a 77, so that's gonna be 57. You need, okay, you need to right-click on it, Matt, and then it brings up the table, and then put negative 20 in the modifier. You see how Ah, works? got it. Okay. Um, right. so you... Uh, I don't know really? if you want to take the first one or not, but... <laughs> we'll just do this one, that's fine. Okay. Uh, bad cut? Yeah, I mean, it was like 10. Your first one was 77, this one was a 71. They're almost the same, so that's fine. Okay. Uh, two bleeding conditions, that's still pretty nasty. Uh, what else does it do? Uh, two bleeding conditions, and they must pass an endurance test or, or become prone. And a challenging plus zero endurance test or, go, or become prone. And he takes three automatic wounds, more importantly. Yes. Okay, well that's helpful. Well, I can confirm he is now actually bleeding. Okay. <laughs> um, challenging endurance test... Uh, Endurance is toughness, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, he loves it. Plus He's five. Tough. tough. All right. Well, it's still a good hit. Dead odd, boys. All right. Then these other state troopers here in the far left will attack this orc here. Our epic duel on the side here. But do I get plus 20 for outnumbering then or no? I guess technically, yeah, because right now it's it's like three on two. So, yeah, that's fine. So we get a plus two successes. Minus oh, six. <laughs> that's going to be 15 damage to the right oh, leg. Damn. Uh, that orc is fucking hurt. And He's hurt still badly. kicking? Okay. Oh, still kicking. He was at full health, so. Okay. And finally, to end the round, Geshner fighting three-on-one like a brave Empire soldier. <laughs> Got to defend those 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 tents and that yeah. hay. And the you're fighting in the campfire. That's amazing. <laughs> Love it. 
And can I tell that all the other state troopers are basically dead or gone from this oh, area? Yeah. yeah, they're dead and dying. You see there's an orc back here rampaging about. You see blood and bodies everywhere. Uh, yeah, you're like, you, you can hear Commander Grunwald and Hoflick on the other side of this uh, bunch of shrubs. You might be able to see the silhouettes of the orcs, but you can hear orcs like surrounding you. And yeah, it's not looking good. Okay. So the only way to leave this combat would be to take three attack of opportunity. Yes. All right. Well, you could you could attack, and if you gain a point of advantage by succeeding, then you can break away by burning your advantage. Uh, the okay. orc on the south has advantage; the other two do not. All of them are at full health. Okay, I'm gonna attack this middle one then. Okay. Got to play with tactics when you play Empire soldiers, folks. They're, uh... Oh, wait. I'm sorry, this guy has one advantage because he charged last turn. Which one? The middle, the middle guy? one? The top guy has no advantage. Okay, I'm going to attack him then. Okay. I don't, those... I don't know if I would know the difference there, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, you're you're more than just a regular trained soldier. You're an honor guard, so yeah, I'd say you would know. Uh... I had a negative one. Plus three. Plus three... Uh, so that's going to be 9, 10 damage to the head. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you gain advantage and you damage this orc. What would you like to do? Uh, how far can I leave combat? You can go your distance of 8 yards, eight. which is 4 squares. 4 squares. Alright. I'm going to start falling back and burn that advantage. Um. You could actually get next to Grunwald. Oh. If you okay. go diagonal, you can go one. Yeah, you go one, two, three, four, like that. Be right next to him. You can see he's formed up like shield wall with Hulflick, which you're trained to do. Okay. So, so like you here? Get, uh, you can go here. There. Okay. And then you can help him out. You see the orcs that he's fighting are hurt. They're all hurt, but you see more coming up the pass beyond. And is that so top of turn five more greenskins pouring in from every direction however it looks like the empire troops behind you are really getting things in order block clearly taking command of the situation and trying to get things um uh, as they go and you can see that the orcs are really being drawn to the fight up here uh, they can see these are probably some of the best empire troops they're putting up a fight lots of dead orcs and the big gun is easing struggling now, so orcs are now fighting to outdo each other as they join the fray and become the biggest and the best. So we will end it there, ladies and gentlemen, as Grunwald makes his last stand. We're halfway through, and the plot thickens back in Averheim. Thank you all for joining us tonight here on Dragon's Creed Gaming. Be sure to join us next week and uh, check me out on Start Playing as well. I've got a profile up, going to be running some games in the future. And if you're looking to hire a GM and you want to play some Warhammer or some other games like Alien, hit me up. Maybe we could do a game with you and your buddies. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be next year probably. So my schedule will be cleared up a little bit then. So check me out. Great unclean one uh, at uh, Start Playing. And 
that's all I got. So thanks again. Love you all. Nighty night.